Hey everybody, this episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by our patrons, specifically Naveen, Nick, and Pete. Thank you, Naveen, Nick, and Pete. We appreciate you very much. We appreciate all of our patrons. If you want to join them, head on over to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Luca, Born of a Dream, which is an action RPG developed by Me Less Than Three and published by Syndicate Atomic for the PC and Switch in 2018. Yeah. Uh, and this episode is executive produced by Brian. Thank you, Brian. Thank you very much, Brian. I would never have heard about this game otherwise, and I think it's neat. It's neat. Problems, it's an interesting but it's game. Neat. Yeah, yeah interesting <laughs> game. I do not regret having played it. It's not going into any of my my firsties and worsties or anything <laughs> like that. It's just going to be straight in the middle. The games yeah. I played this year. <laughs> um, I knew about it because when we were looking at Souls like for Bonfireside Chat, mm. uh, I had this on my radar radar, but I didn't play it because I thought we'd maybe do it for Bonfireside Chat. But mm-hmm. Elden Ring came and rescued us. <laughs> so, so we're no longer just doing, you know, anything that could conceivably fit. Mm. You know? Somebody somebody in the studio mentioned a Souls like at one point. So here we go. Here we go. We're, we're, part, we're on the hook. Four part season, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's a better. This is a better fit for here. Uh, yes. Yeah. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this game, you play. So I want to throw this out there real quick. Um, any uh, definitive statement we make about this game is open to interpretation. Yes. Uh, this is the most obtuse thing that I think we've done Mm -hmm. um, on the network. Uh, not that there aren't things to pick up, but concrete answers are few and far between by design. Yeah. So I'm going to say you play an angel named Luca. Are you an angel? Is it a metaphor? Are you just a kid? Are you dreaming? Unclear. Mm -hmm. Uh, super unclear. Uh, on the surface, you perhaps play an angel named Luca perhaps named Luca, who wakes <laughs> up uh, in this strange and, to- strange and kind of tortured world, finding that you have been marked. Uh, and this causes your nightmares to come to life and fight you. Yeah. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, what these nightmares are, yeah. Uh, how metaphorical anything is, is up to interpretation. Um, and even uh, like what things are supposed to represent visually will come up for interpretation. But we'll get to that in the aesthetics, because where I think this game shines is the mechanics. And I want to talk about this combat really badly. No. Combat's good. I, I the uh, It's a top-down Souls-like, basically. Yes. Um, with a little bit of kind of Bayonetta character action, spectacle action, spectacle fighter, style fighter, however mm-hmm. you want to call those games, a little bit of that sprinkled in. Yes. Yeah. Um, and this is an arena fighter uh, kind of thing. The world's made up of rooms and corridors. They're going to be sealed off by darkness until uh, you defeat waves of enemies, which will spawn in. I was initially a little bit irritated by this, but when I realized that the combat is good, actually, I was I was that that ameliorated that somewhat for me it's they i still would have preferred to be in spaces 
in part because you do explore mm-hmm. in this game. Uh, the abstract spaces and the arena design of just going into a room, having the door closed and some enemies spawn in. Yeah. Uh, always feels very deeply video gamey to me. <laughs> like it didn't interfere with the combat, it interfered a little bit with the rest of it. Yeah. Right. So like the fact that this is just a set of bespoke monster fights mm-hmm. made it feel harder for me to get my head around the story and tone it was going for. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't do any problem. It doesn't do any disservice to the combat, which mm-hmm. is generally really good. Like I, I think if I'm going to play a Bayonetta like mm-hmm. uh, overhead is better to me. Y- yes. Um, yeah. You know, my issue with those games is almost always signaling. Mm-hmm. You know, enemies, uh, when you're on a one on one melee, enemies do tend to hang back and be a little polite, but you'd <laughs> still get pot shots. And a lot of times these are pretty subtle audio cues. You know, uh, yeah. the, the big example in Bayonetta, you know, you're fighting a one on one kind of dual fight, and then those little trumpeteers off to the side, they go burp, and that means you have to <laughs> dodge. But it's not that interesting to me that I'm dodging in the middle of fighting this other thing. It just feels a little like a hat on a hat. You know, a, a little just, oh, here's some little extra complication. It was already complicated enough. Yeah. Um, that doesn't really happen in overhead because you have perfect information. You can see all sides of you yes. unless when the, the scenery gets in the way, which is a minor mm-hmm. nitpick uh, yes. of this. But generally, I think this works much better for that. I'm yeah. so much better at this than I am at Bayonetta. Oh, yeah. Um, um, uh, just just by virtue of readability more than anything. Um, yeah. uh, and, you know, like the. the this 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 is pretty well designed from just like a tactile uh kind of kind of sense like things are really crisp and impactful the animation and the sound effect really sells your hits mm-hmm. um uh, and uh makes it feel you know satisfying to fight most of the enemies uh things get a little bit damage spongy uh in the second run around but you know yeah uh we'll talk about that problem uh but um yeah and something i think makes this work for me um uh, more so than a character action game does um is that this is kind of walking a tightrope between a more deliberate soul style rhythm um uh, and uh, rhythm of combat and uh on, that's on one side and on the on the other side is that faster you know devil may cry i am putting out as much uh kind of damage boxes as possible uh kind of feel yeah yeah there, there's a it, I, it's like a, it feels like a 60 40 split to me yeah. like this actually feels pretty considered Mm-hmm. to me um part of it is that the enemies that hang back in this are even more polite than they are in three you know 3d spaces like you just go to a different part of the map and they just vibe uh doing their thing on their side of the map and that makes it if it's just you and an enemy it mm-hmm. is easy and satisfying to slow read them you yeah. know get you know get your counters get your parries mm-hmm. and that it like is that. A, i guess what i'm saying is that it isn't a mixture at all uh to me kind of uh uh I think heightens both of them to a certain degree, especially mm. in this, uh, you know, in, in, in this particular kind of setting. Yeah. yeah. I, I almost, I, I never want to just flail around like crazy in a video game. Right. Part yeah. of that's the Hades, you know, coming off of Hades, but like that feeling of just, I'm just butt mashing to get through mm-hmm. something. It feels really bad to me. Yeah. Um, I didn't do that in this game mm-hmm. like ever. And, and at least the way that I played it, it didn't have very much of that. And that was to its, its benefit. Yeah. And I played it super aggressively. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really boy. It's hard not to get to the aesthetic because that's very important. <laughs> um, mechanically, uh, so you have a weak attack and a strong attack and a dodge roll. Uh, you have a stamina meter, which uh, is taken up by dodge rolling and attacking. You know, very souls like. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have uh, there are a couple of innovations to this. One of which is you have a familiar. Um, this is kind of your spell or ranged slot. Um, it operates on this resource called charge that's separate than your stamina that is charged up 
through doing melee attacks. So mm -hmm. you want to uh, do melee attacks when you're out of stamina. Uh, stamina, you can attack uh, at range with your familiar while that wears off or while you replenish that. Yes. Uh, they take up two different meters. Mm -hmm. uh, I like that. That is a good, uh, a really good concession, good. especially when you like uh, break or stagger somebody and you're out of stamina. You have something to fire at them that'll do more damage. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, it, it's it's a really nice uh, solution to the waiting around for stamina to refill yeah. issue you know, mm -hmm. that games can have. Yeah, uh, There's an emphasis on dodging and perfect dodges in this. Uh, they have a kindness. This is this feels like something out of um, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, but most enemies will flash with like this uh, kind of cross, you know, cross of light symbol uh, when they're about to attack, uh, about to attack. And uh, if you dodge you know, at just the right moment, uh, toward them specifically, you will parry them, uh, which, uh, kind of puts them into a vulnerable state where they're going to, uh, take, take more damage. This is in addition to just the regular kinds of dodges that you can do. The, uh, the iframes on this are very generous, which yeah. I think is good in a top-down game where, you know, precise placement, like kind of paradoxically, paradoxically is hard to gauge, you know? Um, yeah, well, it's uh, you know, also, yeah. I mean, we're, again, we're dancing around this art style. It's very abstract. So, yes. like, while the hurt boxes are pretty clear, enemies don't necessarily map onto body parts. Yeah. Uh, and so it's a little bit difficult to read, you know, what a wind-up looks like mm -hmm. in that. So having this little flash that bypasses body language mm -hmm. into just, like, a direct video game command helps a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, but like you said, you can uh, stack damage onto them to break them. It's like a stagger kind of deal. Um, and you get the, uh, the, the, the parry, uh, that ended up being my primary way to deal with bosses. Actually, uh, it is the way that you do damage to them. the, yeah. you know, you do meaningful damage. Yeah. Similar to like a bloodborne, you know, yeah. where they want you to be doing visceral attacks, uh, mm -hmm. on the, on these HP, uh, piles here. Yeah. Um, your attacks are determined by something called mantras. Uh, you find these out in the world. These act as your weapons. Um, they have different, you know, damages, ranges, stamina cost, special effects happen when you charge an attack. And you can set up several of these uh, yeah. along with your uh, familiar. So you can set up two complete loadouts. Um, they're called paradigms. And you can swap between them at will. So the mm -hmm. idea, almost like you're creating your own stance system. Yeah. Uh, for this. Um, typically, stances, you know, short circuit part of my brain. Yeah. Uh, you know, planning something like this. So I tended, I just had a close up damage and a far away damage mm -hmm. uh, set up. And that was good enough for me. Yeah. Um, these kind of systems, I really like it when you can engage with them, but they're mm -hmm. not necessary to heavily engage with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Similar to, you know, when I played Neo, which I, I basically just yeah. did the same stance every time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Contrast it with Neo where, uh, engaging with different stances and building them up, uh, is, you know, a necessary way to beat bosses and stuff. Yeah. It's just a, it is, it is one layer of fancy too much. I think for both of us. Yeah. It just, yeah, yeah. just not to my taste, but this, this does it right. Uh, where the skill floor is, you know, low enough. That yeah. if you don't want to engage with that too much, you don't have to. I can imagine somebody doing great work, yeah. you know, very quickly flashing between them. And that's part of the appeal of the character action game. Yeah. You know, is, is very precise combo inputs for this and, kind of stuff. And that's one of the uh one of the virtues you can equip, like one of the rings that you mm -hmm. that you get there, where like, okay, if you switch stances, if you switch paradigms precisely at the end of a combo, 
then you will uh, like uh, I believe it's like a damage boost or something like that. Yeah. Um, so like you can build around, um, you know, specifically almost doing like a like a timed reload or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just uh, the, the, the key pulse yeah. in um, yes. in Neo. That kind exactly. of thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, these virtues, these uh, ring slots, work with a build point system very similar to like paper mario mm-hmm. you know you have a certain number of fp or what have you to equip these uh and some of these are really important and transmorphative yeah. um there are ones that are a little bit of a snooze but generally these are worth it and they're an interesting choice because you want to equip more of them than you can yeah when we say big stuff it's like oh they bring in the witch time system where perfect dodge will slow down time uh for yeah. a, you know, a short amount of time they give kind of a, a an analog of bloodborne's regain system where uh, after you take damage you might have a short amount of time to uh hit that enemy again to get that uh, damage back to get yeah. that health back yeah yeah stuff like that slow slowing down all the projectiles mm-hmm. of an enemy you know or of all enemies uh things like that pretty good yeah. Um, the way you increase this is you buy prayer beads. Um, you know, this is during these merchants, uh, these merchants show up, which is pretty rare in the game, but the game's really short mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, even though there's only four merchants in it, the game is like a six hour game. Yeah. 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 Um, you have two consumables. Uh, one is just an Estes flask. Uh, it's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Great. Estes flask. Go Estes flasks. Uh, <laughs> if it's not broke, don't fuck with it. The second one though is a cool innovation um called rewinds uh and this reminds me of like uh save states like playing doom or something yeah uh, you know that's like, a good way to put if, it if you've overcommitted to a room you know <laughs> uh this fight has not gone very well i've used too many resources i could have done that better you use a rewind and you restart the encounter mm-hmm. um you get a certain number of these uh you know per and you get these are recharge on bonfire rust similar to, to dark souls or when you die um but they're I never was running low on these mm-hmm. and it's a really elegant uh, solution to practicing an enemy. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk about a lot more on bonfire side chat, but like one reason why I hate one hit kills, I hate one hit kills in video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, one reason I hate them is they're, they're not good for learning. You know, you can find out that one attack will kill you, but you don't get to see any more of that boss fight. You know, mm-hmm. the first time I'm fighting a boss when I'm learning it, I want to hang out there for a little while to at least get an idea. Yeah. Uh, this does that. You know, you can go into every boss with a handful of rewinds, you know, try them out, kind of like dodge around, get their get their measure. And then mm-hmm. when you eventually get hit by something, be like, okay, now I know I need to watch out for that. Yeah. Rewind. Um, yeah. It's a really good system. It The one thing that like bonfire side chat DNA this does have is like, I feel like for a while we were just harvesting like one perfect idea from every souls like we were covering yeah you know? yeah and this is this is the one that i want to take from this i think this is the coolest thing that this game does this is really yeah. cool because this is positioned as a healing item you know kind of deal mm-hmm. but if you are you know using this to recover from death just back to wherever you were before you know b- b- before uh you, you used it uh before the power encounter began um uh you're kind of behind Right. Because, you know, like you're you have whatever you had when you began with it. Right. So if you're like at half health or whatever, you have no you have no heal. It's like, all right, I'm going to uh, go into this encounter and just try and make the better of it here. It did save me from dying. But like, do I actually have enough in the tank to, uh, you know, to get through this encounter? The like the proper strategy for this is to like use them proactively almost. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you don't get into that situation where you are walking into, uh, you know, a potentially challenging, you know, really challenging bit with nothing in the tank. Um, well, uh, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. And, and a lot of times you're going to have half, you know, half your life in the tank. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a, a game where degrees matter. So like if I can take four hits, uh, that's, that's great. If I can only take two, maybe two or three tries at only taking two hits can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I can get that clear. And then maybe a bonfire is there, yeah. you know, after that, like I can get that sense of relief that comes in, in souls likes mm-hmm. from getting to that checkpoint where I get to refill my resources. Yeah. Um, it's a really good system. I'm kind of surprised I haven't seen variations on this more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really good. It's it, to me, it is the mechanical innovation that is, uh, the one real original mechanical innovation of this. Yeah. That uh, I'd like to see elsewhere. It's really good. Agreed. Uh, we mentioned bonfires and this, they're crosses, like little graves, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, where you get can it. Level- <laughs> Do you get it? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but but uh, this is where you level up. Uh, you trade in your experience. It's important to say uh, when you die, you don't lose your XP. Like yep. there is no uh, corpse run system in this. Then you, uh, which, uh, you gain corruption. Yes. You get, you get closer to uh, just a game over. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, which is kind of a bummer, but it's a really short game. And if you get that, then you get like an ability mm-hmm. and, and it's fine. It, it's, yeah. it did not end up bothering me that much. That kind of thing usually drives me a little nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, did not bother me too much uh, in the second uh, run of the game when it, you know, it gets pretty hard yeah, near the yeah. end. Uh, that's where it got a little bit more odious to yes. me. Like I started stressing the, com- uh, the corruption meter. Mm-hmm. But up until that point, fine. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, these act as your checkpoints and you can fast travel between them, although there is almost no reason to. <laughs> well, and I, I defy you to associate <laughs> one of these bonfire locations with a, like an image of a place in your mind. Yes. Like th- there is there is a really like you can get into an area that suggests a place again, kind of mm-hmm. like Doom. Like yeah. you, it suggests an area, but the relation between them. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you for a million years. Like there's no way I can construct a mental map of this game. No, um, no. it's just uh, Teflon looking yeah. because of this abstract art style and because of the lack of details. Like I know I'm in a trailer park. I know I'm mm-hmm. in a church. I know that, you know, I'm, I know I'm at a lighthouse, but where those things are in relation to each other, I got no fucking clue. Yeah. There, there's this whole middle section where you ride a train back and forth between different stops <laughs> and you, you can pull up a map. Like during mm-hmm. it, like you can look at the the fucking map, but like, man, is it, uh, it's, it's a hard game to get a sense of place from. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah. It, and that feels like it is intentional. They are intentionally trying to make you feel it uh, out at sea, you know, yeah. but it's like, okay, you traded, um, I, you know, like a spatial identity for that. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's up to me as the players to decide which one of those I like a little bit more. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm it, kind of a porque no los dos arrive at the same feeling with, uh, while still having a sense of place. But it, I, I, to me, it feels like it's part of the whole kit and caboodle of its obtuseness. Yes. Uh, as part of its storytelling style, which like spoiler, um, I'm sure there are people who love that. I don't think this works, mm-hmm. uh, personally. Yeah. So, um, that it's, I'm fine if, if folk disagree. You know, and you can you can think I'm stupid for that. You can mm-hmm. think I'm a bluntstone. I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to me, this is irritating yeah. uh, in how it tells its story. Mm-hmm. Um, I got more annoyed than anything else. Yeah. Uh, and this this plays into it, like not having a sense of these, these places between each other. Like it's just an abstract, dreamy world. Like we don't have that kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you can do that and make it seem kind of cool, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and still have kind of a sense to it. This didn't have that. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, the lev- the level up system is kind of cool. The way that it gives you those four options uh, that, that you pick from, as opposed to just giving you the uh, you know the ability to allocate points where you want them to go every time. Yeah. It, it's I. This feels like a wash to me. Like yeah. it, it's kind of neat. I don't know if I like it. Like there were definitely mm-hmm. times I would not be able to level up the thing I wanted to level up. Yeah. You know, uh, it gives you four random options uh, of either stats you can upgrade or virtues you can grab, um, and it's it's fine. You know, it's fine. It, it's like I. It's kind of interesting that like, oh, I'd really like to level up my attack power, but instead I have to level up my charge capacity. Yeah. Like, is I don't know if that's interesting. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's like a good uh, taking away of player freedom. Yeah. You know what does that serve? It's kind of interesting, but I don't know mm-hmm. if it's good. You know. <laughs> Carl, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said it was interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, I just legitimately don't don't understand what this is doing. Yeah, for yeah. for the gameplay, like, what is the point of this? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. any bummers Level. are are offset by the fact that level ups are incredibly common. <clears throat> oh yeah, uh, and the max cap that you're going to hit is relatively low. Like I maxed out. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. And then you can reroll them, mm-hmm. uh, which is good. Yes. Um, you can you can reallocate your points and you can re-roll the charms that are available uh, later. You know, so you get the charms, uh, your four different things you can get. You don't want them. Mm-hmm. You know, give them a re-roll. And again, it's fine. It kind of yeah. like adds like engagement without purpose to me mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit. Um, one thing I like. So the game is hard. Uh, this mm-hmm. is a tough game. It gets really tough at the end. Uh, d- combat difficulty can be tailored really uh, granularly. Um, when you start the game, you pick different values, both for the enemy's strength, which is called sin, get it, and your own vulnerability, which is called punishment, get it. That's um, a video game's name. Yeah, sin <laughs> and punishment. Um, you get to choose values for that, similar to the like puzzles and combat difficulty in Silent Hill 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also, they just put cheats in the menu. I love um, it. Yeah, kind of uh, uh, Celeste style. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. If you're if you're here for the story and you're here for the aesthetics and stuff, this will afford you it. Uh, it's meaningful stuff too. Like, hey, attacks and dodging don't take stamina away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's a big deal. You know, your health pool is massive. Enemies are weak. Uh, things like that. So, and you can turn them off, off and on. There is nothing there that it, that shames you about it either. Yep. Yeah, which so, uh, which again is you know becoming becoming a, a thing I really respect. Yes. Um, you know, and the the developer wants you to see the end of this. Uh, we'll get to that when we talk about the storytelling. But like, this is a game that is a very personal meaning to the developer, and they really want you to get to the end. Mm-hmm. You know, so it makes sense for them to add these in. Yes. Um, I feel like games should all basically have these. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm not afraid to admit, like near the end of the second run through, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the first clue there, second run through. Uh, <laughs> every once in a while, I'd put on not you know, I never obviated, I never just put them all to ten. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, steamroll the game. But I'd be like, you know what? This encounter is irritating and I would like to get past it. Yeah. Um, also, I, I did a, I did another version of this before. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the that's the big thing, too, which yeah. is, is you know, reverse. That's Gary Bain. Yeah. Uh, the reverse of Gary Nip. It's like, well, <laughs> but for me um, and in this game is in the long list of games that aren't quite as new as they think they are when they do. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I do like that that bit though that they do that. Uh, <laughs> it it works. The game is very short. And it's meant to be played multiple times, at least twice. Yeah, through there. Yeah, uh, uh, but you, the, that's the only way you get the, uh, the 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 true ending of this is to is to go through twice. Uh, what's weird is, 
and we're getting to the point where there's, you know, spoiler stuff, but I think it's worth yeah. saying for people who are like, oh, that could be because like uh, near automata that like near automata becomes a different game, you know, on the on the second and third playthrough. Like there's it is appreciably different, right? Yes. Um, we, we can argue whether or not it's enough. I'm not trying to convince you to play near automata, um, <laughs> but, but um, it, it is different. Like a, a, an example that I have the, the context for is near. Right? Yes, which yeah. eventually becomes different, yeah. you know, and a stated influence on this game. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the, you know, the creator loves how near did that. Yeah. Um, it gets different. You know, it's appreciably different at parts. The the sameness is never accounted for. Right. When people talk about these, like how much of it is just the same mm-hmm. uh, here in this game, what they want is for you to want to play on a higher difficulty, you know, faster, stronger, better. Yes. Like to be so addicted to the combat and these enemies that you just want to play again. And they don't just hide the true ending. Like that's, these hide tons uh, of context, like almost all of the context for what you're doing. When I finished the first run of this, when I got credits the first time, I had a vague sense of like the, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah it's like, it's like a theme, but it wasn't even a vague sense because it's themes are, are ridiculously, I mean, there's not a lot subtle about what this is trying to throw invective at. <laughs> yes. It, it's, it's extremely blunt in what it's talking about. It's extremely obscure in what it's saying about it mm-hmm. other than like a vague good or bad yeah, uh, kind of thing. So it's like the themes, you know, the, the themes are screaming at you. Yeah. Uh, of just being present like, mm-hmm. Hey, religion, you know, oppressed people, mm-hmm. uh, identity, in yes. suicide. Bam, 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 bam. Uh, those things are being screamed at you, but you have no concrete detail uh, at all during the first playthrough. You yeah. get kind of a vague impression like, oh man, church bad, but you, but you don't get to understand what is actually happening, like what the characters mm-hmm. are doing. All of that stuff gets like comically dumped at you on playthrough two, <laughs> right in the beginning. You get like 10 minutes of text scroll that <laughs> in a different version of the game could just be at the beginning of the game. Uh-huh. Like here's what you, who, here's who we are and here's what you're doing, mm-hmm. you know. Instead, it just doesn't do that and puts it before the second playthrough. And again, like it's it's interesting. I said it was interesting, <laughs> but I don't know what it, I don't know if it's good. I don't know if that's a, a virtuous thing to do. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it, it didn't have that feeling. Even like near, which is a game I did not like. Um, when you go through the second time, you get that extra context. It's really meaningful, and it mm-hmm. feels like going from uh one you know from. Uh, one view of an incident to a second view of the incident that recontextualizes it. This mm-hmm. feels like you have no view of an incident yep. and then you play it a second time and you get the first view of the incident. Yeah. Like you're just adding context at all. It's not recontextualizing. It's just contextualizing. Yeah. There's an art. There's an argument that could be made and I'm not, I'm not saying what I took away from this, but you know, what they are trying to say is that, you know, this is a game about struggling against ad- adversity uh, in both theme and, uh, and, and in play. Cause you know, just like it's sure you know, every game is about getting over challenges and stuff. So, you know, the fact that there is this you know, total futility in the world and like, you need to experience at least one cycle to understand what, what an infinite, uh, amount of this would be. I can see that. I also don't see enough actually bridging, I don't see enough actually bridging story theme and play in this to have that really like sing for me or it, even be like a functional way to interpret this. Yeah. I don't, I, that if I were uh, doing a parlor game where I was, I had to come up with a reason for it, mm-hmm. that would be what I would come up with as well. 
Yeah. I, I don't think it's successful though. Right. And that I, I'm pretty sick of the like, this game has an irritating or bad game design choice because struggle is part of the theme. Yeah. You know, like I don't, it, it's, that's not worth it. You're not getting what you paid for. Right. With that. Um, here it's, even if that is the idea, the balance is off. There mm-hmm. was not enough, uh, enticing in the first playthrough to make, to get me hooked, to want that additional context. Like <laughs> it felt like just a big abstract pile of nothing. The first playthrough with like some vague, like religion bad, mm-hmm. you know, I got the, got the big screamy themies yeah. uh, during parts of it, but I had no, there's a real lack of personal, uh, like kind of relevant detail. There's no, and there's no specificity. Yeah. yeah. There's no specificity in this and certainly no specificity in playthrough one. So yeah. I don't know what I was supposed to grab onto, to want to play the second one. You know, I, what, what ki- was supposed to keep me going other than just wanting to fight these monsters again, which like they're fun to fight, mm-hmm. but I, that's never going for me. That's never going to be a reason on its own. Yeah. Like I need other stuff to, to hold that up. I, I'm a, I'm a novelty man. I like seeing new stuff. <laughs> Yeah. And and context matters. Like I want to see new stuff and I care about what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Yeah. And you know, you could say, all right, yes, this is being vague and mysterious. Right. But that lack of specificity hurts there. I think that uh, a mystery gets better when it, um, uh, gives you enough of a framework and enough pertinent detail for you to want to know the answers to very specific questions. Yeah. You want, or just to have questions. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, I didn't come out of this having questions. I didn't have enough. Like I think about that Jackbox game where you're constructing sentences out of all the words yeah, that are available yeah. on a thing. I didn't have enough to make a sentence. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't have enough things to even know what questions to ask. Mm hmm. You know, and again, you could be like, oh, you're an idiot. Like, and that's fine if, if people think I am, I am dumb because of that. But to me, it did not hit that balance. Like, yeah, I, I can handle ambiguity. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like being hooked into wanting to know the answer to some questions. Yeah. Uh, this game did a bad job of that to me. Yeah. The to questions me. that I ended with were who? What? Yeah, who and, and where? Yeah, why? <laughs> you know, just the, the basic uh, journalistic questions. And this is, uh, really, really, you know, aggravated by some choices in the storytelling style. Like, yeah, this is spoiler stuff and it kind of gets into the aesthetic. Um, we talked about the corruption meter a little bit. One of the things during playthrough two is that it goes up a lot faster and then it goes down based on the speed of encounters Mm -hmm. that you do, which is kind of interesting. Like you're racing the clock, but it's almost like playing, um, Daytona or something and you're getting bonus seconds. I kind of liked it a lot, actually. I like that. Yeah, no, I thought that was cool. Like, I have got no problem with that. I yeah. wish I was fighting new things and getting better context, but I like yes. that bit. That's yeah. a really cool idea. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it basically allows you, with your corruption meter going up so fast, it's what allows you to keep an eye, uh, handle on it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, that's a really cool idea as well. Yeah. Um, there's a storytelling choice in this, and this is getting like a little spoiler wall, where... And this is again jumping ahead notes, but I'm gonna say it anyway because it yeah, no, drives me nuts. Uh characters are not referred to by the same name or sprite. Right. Uh so the same character will have different names um and be referred to different visually mm-hmm. uh in this game multiple times. And th- this is intentional, like you can read an interview with a creator. He's like, Yeah, just keep that in mind. You know, <laughs> that, that that'll help think about the logic for why this one person would be portrayed these multiple different ways. 
yes. that is uh pos- so that is possibly you know attributed to like oh like a, a big theme about this is identity another big thing which we'll get into a little bit a little bit later is the uh the the the, the kind of queer nature of this yeah there's queer a, coding happening. yeah so yeah. you know somebody who you know like a, like a character in this you know, being known to a bunch of people by you know different names as they have tried on new identities and that's part of the initial violence that is done uh, as, yes. as as well yeah and i'm not saying that's not the part i'm saying i don't get like right. don't, don't get it twisted i'm not just saying like whoa the, you know this person <laughs> had a name change no it's, it's it, not that's not what's happening like so nope. do, yeah yeah it, it's also with this art style makes it impossible to tell <laughs> sometimes what a figure is you yeah. know little yeah. who they are make make it making notes on this was a real was a real yeah. son of a bitch what, what, which, yeah. which which malfunctioning vectrex system represents this character uh, uh, but but for the changing name thing as well oftentimes a character will not be given a name and instead will just be referred uh you'll you'll see a name like later uh, yes. And like, oh, that probably refers to like this person. Well, okay. I kind of like the no characters names when I see them and interact it, with them. It makes it really hard to take, you know, like you were, you were making notes. And yeah. I, I think that that genuinely is probably the intended way to understand the the story. Like mm-hmm. you are meant to have a chart and start taking notes. Like you're unwrapping serious, serious lore yeah. to understand the story. Um, not only was that not, uh, I don't want that to be the the minimum to understand a story casually. Mm-hmm. It also was really at odds with the pace of play and yeah. the type of game this is to me. Like stopping to write down and be like, oh, I just had this little exchange of of barks before this boss fight. Who is this character? What do they represent? Let me consult my notes and cross-reference mm-hmm. it with other shapes that could represent that character or other unknown characters is mm-hmm. not what I want to be doing at the same time I'm doing a high action character action boss fight yes like they are very separate concerns for me uh and did not meld very well and it's it's a little bit um i mean annoying i'm just gonna say the word annoying even though it's probably more negative i think it's a shame because that is using this game's art style against it and i actually really dig the way it looks like it is such a like it you know it is such a bold decision and is committed to fully and like the developer can you know will will say like oh yeah this isn't so much like a choice it's just i wanted to do the art myself and this is what this is what i wanted like it he he pulls it off really really well especially in animation um you you know like this you're you're, like if you if you see a screenshot of this game you'll remember this is instantly identifiable because it is very crudely drawn like chunky pixel line art uh with very little detail on like reverse like white on black yeah or you know colors on black it's 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 an entire game that's a neon uh yeah. without the glow it's it it, it looks amazing uh it looks like the, the lines yeah, yeah. like they do, they do they do like a squiggle vision kind of thing so like edges are constantly in in uh in motion there's like an oscillation to it um uh, yeah I, I i love it you would think it would get confusing in combat and occasionally it does but overall like this day this stayed startlingly re- uh readable for me it's readable as critters yes you know it's re- it's readable as like this is a figure and there's some a lot of joy to be like to seeing a creature and figuring out like what this is maybe suggesting yeah, about its anatomy, you know, like that, that stuff really works. It just fell down for me when it was about 
recognizing a character. Yeah, yeah. You know, like this this has shame. to be a person. You're like when they were monsters, when they were just squiggle vision nightmares, <laughs> like it made a lot of sense. Um, I just it it reminds it's like the the note taking approach to the lore not working with the combat or not sitting mm-hmm. well with that. It also doesn't sit well with the art style. Yeah. You know, it's it's things again I think were interesting, but I, I don't <laughs> think that they they really built each other up very well. Yeah. Um I I am I'm glad you like how it looks. I think this looks really great. Yeah. Uh, really, really impressive. It's a Unity game, uh, <laughs> which is fascinating. Like how yeah. how they got Unity to do this. Um, <laughs> it's it's awesome looking. Yeah, super super good. Yeah, uh, I also think this game sounds amazing. The music is fucking phenomenal. It's really <laughs> interesting. Again, uh, the uh, it's it's not uh, what it's doing is really perfect for what it's uh-huh. what it is. Yeah. It's something yeah. I'm going to listen to uh, outside mm-hmm. of it, but it's really really good and atmospheric. Yeah. Uh, lots of like metallic noises and mm-hmm. stuff uh, that will happen on like, ambient yeah. stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about the storytelling. And with that, it is kind of impossible not to talk about the story itself. Uh, so if you are uh, looking to hop off, if you want to experience experience this clean for yourself with no guidance, obviously the way it was intended, uh, sure, yeah. then now would be the point uh, because we're going to talk about this. Uh, you messaged me uh, early on because you played this before me and said, hey, prepare to not be held by this game. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. it's really confusing. Yeah. Uh, and that, that was when I was near the end of playthrough one mm-hmm. before I got the big uh, info dump that kind of, slid, you know, makes the themelets more, you know, clear yeah. uh, exactly what's happening. But it, uh, we mentioned, uh, and characters change colors, name, looks, shapes. Um, some of them don't get named until they're dead. You have to refer back to them. And I cannot stress this enough. It's a little squiggle. Yeah. Like you might, you <laughs> might walk up to a little squiggle have your character name them posthumously and you have to think back on the context of what that squiggle could match. Yeah. After having gone through a bunch of just combat gauntlets without text, Mm. you know, you're not, at least for me, I wasn't in that gear. Yeah. Thinking about that. No, no. It it goes from the combat gauntlet to like very high drama. Uh, you know, just, uh, okay. Tappa, tappa, angst, tappa, tappa, angst. Um, yes. uh, you know, in a way that is, um, uh, jarring intentionally. So I, I, I don't know so much is up for interpretation. I, yeah. <laughs> again, I kind of, I, at a certain point, like it is an important question critically, whether something is intentional. Yes. And I think a lot of this stuff was intentional. Yes. You know, like you read interviews with this guy. I still don't think it was, I, if it if intentional, not successful. Yeah. You yeah. know, not the game as a whole, like, which I think is worth playing. Yeah. Right. Like. Spoiler, like this is worth, this is recommendable. This is like a B as, yeah. a, as an overall experience. It's just a frustrating thing to try to talk about the narrative. Uh, and I don't think that stuff works very well. Yeah. I don't think it's to its credit. To, to, to the question of intention, this is well enough put together in so many regards that I don't see this developer making a lot of accidents in yeah. the, uh, in, in, in what happens here. That is... <laughs> Like, like weirdly, like what's that? An insultment? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, something <laughs> like is, that. Yeah, which is like, oh, you're a really good developer who made a lot of very strong choices that I just happen to disagree with. Yeah, yeah. it did, did not work for me. Yeah, you know, uh, the the big themes that are going to pop up: uh, religion, bad, uh, yeah. oh, dogmatic religion, uh, organized religion, extremely bad, yes. very oppressive. 
Um, and that's that's a stated, you know, the uh, the developer said, hey, I grew up in this Catholic household. Mm-hmm. That's right there on Front Street. Yes. Uh, the other one is, you, you know, like if you read this as a queer narrative, which you absolutely, you know, the, the, the beginning of the second playthrough really will and you know hammer that home. It is not exclusively. Uh, you know about that but um uh, you know just uh, like talking about these emotional and interpersonal difficulties of growing up queer in a world that desperately does not want you to exist yes and yeah. you could probably insert you know queer and you can trans and non-binary yeah uh any any you know anything in that kind of whole spectrum yeah you know, and there's queer. a certain amount of like as you said that like this is a game about big teen feelings and the further oh i get God. from that yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying that um, der- you know derisively either. Those are very real. I remember, I remember that. I'm just so far away from it that when it is this strongly expressed, it is hard not to look at it and think, "Man, that's really tough." But boy, that like that goes away eventually. You'll feel nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, I there was a, there was a sense of that, and that is that's speaking from a place of privilege, right? Like, yes. yeah. not everybody gets there. Uh, nope. This kind of powerful urge to die. Yeah. That is part of this game and not exist mm-hmm. uh, is something I also, you know, I, I've owned suicidal ideation before. Yes. I just didn't, it's not such a big part of my personality that like it being expressed so bluntly can reach my heart. Yes. You know, um, this was a really weirdly like this, it, it's hard. I don't want to sound callous, right? Because this mm-hmm. literally ends when you beat the, the game the second time, it ends with like a little like, I hope you got a lot out of this and you know, you're not alone. Like, you know, anti-suicide message. And that's all stuff I agree with. And it's all very, you know, good hearted and virtuous. This kept me at such a remove for the whole thing. And maybe it is because like, I'm a straight guy and maybe it is because I'm old. Right. Like (laughs) it's, it's one of these things where on the show, you know, you and I are who we are. Mm -hmm. We can't not be that. This show yeah. is about us playing video games and and criticizing them and talking through them. Mm-hmm. Are there video games that you know we have a limited perspective? That is the nature of us, right? Uh, yeah. You know, we can try to broaden our perspective, but I mm-hmm. can't know what it's like to grow up being an oppressed identity in a highly religious background. Right. That feels that specificity feels a little narrow cast to me. Not that there are a lot of people like that, but that's not a universal yeah. experience. Um, I don't know what to do with that. If right. this game, like typically narratives about that kind of thing, what you would do is you have enough specific. So, uh, life is strange yeah. example, right? Uh, a game that like people got mad at us because of our experiences, not matching mm-hmm. theirs basically. Um, but there was enough, uh, specificity of detail and enough universal feeling to that where I still got a lot of emotional heft and truth out of it. Yeah. I didn't get the exact experience that people wanted me to get mm-hmm. from it um, because I because I am a straight cis man, but I got human, like humanity mm-hmm. from it. Yeah. I don't really get that from this. This keeps me at such a remove because of that lack of specificity that like yeah. it was really hard for me to feel the humanity in it, even though I know that it's there, that yeah. this is a sincerely felt game. Um, mm-hmm. I just couldn't connect like even a little bit you know it's so and you know like this left me with like really interesting questions like i'm i'm pretty glad that i that that we 
played this, that, that, that I played this, if only so I could think about this stuff. But it's like, okay, this is a game whose themes and story and presentation are going to immediately resonate extremely deeply with a lot of people. Um, you know, I would say, you know, like there, there are people who are just are going to see this and say, yes, that's there's me. that. Yeah, I get it. That, that, that is me. I'm so happy that something is speaking, is speaking to me on this experience. And, you know, that is a valid and important thing for a work to be, you know, my question is, you know, how much is it incumbent upon a work like this attempting to communicate something about, about that condition, not to be persuasive, but to try and bridge to, you know, to speak to people outside of the group that it, it is catering to people who deeply feel this and know it, you know, even on like a nonverbal level, uh, you know, what is, what, what, what is happening here? You know, basically, is it the game's job to bring me in if it is deciding yeah. to speak on this other level in a frequency that I cannot hear to people who are going to possibly have a richer experience for not feeling like they're being told, <laughs> told or persuaded to care about people like them. Right. Yeah. It's it, to me, the individual choices make that question, not as ludicrous as it might seem like that. My impulse mm-hmm. is like, no, obviously no one has a responsibility <clears throat> to explain anything. Yeah. Right. But this game, the way it of, obfuscates that stuff isn't just through telling a rich with detail and an incident and specificity story of someone going through that. Mm -hmm. It is so purposely smudging all of the details that it's not that it has a responsibility. It's that that bridge or that gap that you can't bridge is not just because of experience. Yeah. It's purposely obfuscated. Yeah. You know, and then I think about the responsibility the game has, like the developer wanted us to play it mm-hmm. and buy it. You know, it's, it's a fun action game. It's a yeah. souls like, like it's, it's a well-reviewed souls like game. This mm-hmm. is not, you know, this is a, at the end of the day, like I care about this more as art, but it's also a product, Yeah, you know, and I, I think it would be a better product and arguably better art with that mm-hmm. bridging. I don't know that like they don't need to go to jail for not doing it. It's fine. I still think that the game is worth playing, but I think it would be a better piece of art. And it's a, it's a, it's a question I think too, about like whether you think, you know, the ultimate truth of this is more valuable to you having had to dig through it and break out your decoder ring and, you know, you know, look for it as opposed to presenting it in a, di- in a digestible way that will make it hit even harder and more directly. Right. I'm not yes. ar- I'm not arguing for, you know, a lack of subtlety. But again, the degree to which this goes kind of breaks, uh, oh, <laughs> kind yeah, of break, it's, it's, breaks what it is reasonable to ask for. Yeah. Arguing for a lack of subtlety at all, because this is so far beyond unsubtle. Like it's the most obtuse thing we've ever done. Yeah, I think like it's it's not there's a lot of space there. Yes. You know, without it being, uh, hand, holding your hand, mm-hmm. no one's asking to have their hand <laughs> during this. We're not saying like queer folk, please explain to the straights what it's like <laughs> to feel suicidal ideation. Like that, I, that's, you know, I don't need that. I don't I, need that from a video game. Like I, nope. I'm not asking that. Like I understand that. It's just, I, I really want to, I've read some accounts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, there's a weirdly small amount of discourse on this game Um, when you when you look it up i wanted to read queer people writing about this part yes right like 
instead, most of the writing is about the mechanics, mm-hmm. which gave me the impression that like the big theming and the huge sincerity vibes to this yeah. are not landing for a lot of people in general. Yeah. I don't know that that's true, but you don't see a lot of writing about it. This is early in the month, so people have plenty of time. I will just say duckv.tv slash contact by the uh, right in by the, the 15th uh, to uh, possibly have your uh, message read on the dispatch. I would like to know if this, yeah. you know, per, like personally hit for you, um, uh, you know, in, in a way that we're uh, kind of talking about um, because, yeah, it just, yeah, we're we are the people we are. Yeah, I'm curious about your perspective. And I did do some diligence in looking for it. Yeah, I'm also not asking you to justify this game or just speak for everybody who is in a similar. Yeah, yeah. and if you you don't care either way, that's fine too. Like Mm -hmm. nobody's being given a job. It's just, to me, the way this story was being told got in the way of the story and ended up having a profoundly disconnecting effect for me. And I want to know how much of that is the story and how much of that is simply identity. Yeah. You know, no idea. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, do you think this is like, like, like artsy and pretentious or do you think it is way too sincere to be associated with something that cynical? I, I don't know how to, it's, it's a, uh, it's told in a, a pretentious way. Yeah. You know, I don't know if the story is to, I can't separate out, um, like <laughs> stunty communication. Yeah. Like this, that that's to a purpose, but actually just, again, to my experience, like just throw that couching onto everything just doesn't work. Like doesn't, doesn't reach me. I don't get it. Mm -hmm. You know, I get, and and it's frustrating because when you read about it, he's saying like all this stuff is intentional. Like I didn't want to say what happened. I didn't want to actually clearly underline these themes. I wanted to leave it up to interpretation Yeah, uh, there. And my interpretation is like, you got something, you're kind of mad about this stuff and, but you took a real fucking long road to get there. Yes. And you did it in a really distancing way. Uh, mm-hmm. pretend, I don't know if pretentious is the right word. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I fucking hate that word. It is just what I pulled out. Like I could, the, the, that would be the, like the instinct. I don't word. know. Yeah. The like, one Oh two, the one Oh two level, like, you know, Twitter thing, like, Oh, just a you know, pretentious bullshit. Right. Yeah. It's also a thing where there's a backlash against pretentious where like, it feels like we can't use it. Now yeah. and it's yet to be careful saying it because somebody can just play their trap card and be like, "Oh, you know, you just didn't get it," and that and people do that. Mm-hmm. You know, when you call it, it's it's tough. It's yeah. tough to talk about media. Uh, <laughs> you know, especially you know there are people who are. I wonder sometimes. I I want to ask people if like they think that there is media that does not successfully achieve its goals. You know, yeah. So like, there's probably an attitude that somebody would have listening to us talk about this where they would say something around along the lines of like, you know, you didn't get it, but that doesn't mean that it failed. Like Mm -hmm. it didn't fail anything. You just didn't get it. And it's like in that, in that mindset is failure possible on behalf of a creator. Can they communicate something poorly? You know, uh, cause if so, surely that's a a relatively subjective thing. Mm -hmm. And I can lay out the reasons why I feel like this is communicated poorly. You know, I don't expect anyone to agree no. You know, necessarily, but it's not arbitrary. No. I'm not just throwing that accusation willy nilly. Yeah. But, you know, I don't think this game thinks it's better than me. <laughs> yeah. It's, it has nothing to do with that. Like, yeah. it's, I, I love, you know, I like, I like smart media. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't feel smart. It feels, to me, it feels kind of like a juvenile expression of 
insecurity of having, um, you know, again, specificity of detail. Like if I, if I name this, if I write about what happened, it will not feel open to interpretation enough, Mm -hmm. you know? And that is something I associate with like, again, that real one Oh two level, like you've told your basic stories, but now you think a story has to be obscure to, to have artistic merit. Like it has to To, be ambiguous to, um, to take this, uh, and apply a similar idea. Uh, to, mm-hmm. you know, to this, and we talk about this sometimes with uh, media that uh, just intentionally scrambles up its timeline. Like, okay, yes. you know, not just like, oh, we're going to start a media res, like a like a Pulp Fiction kind of thing, where somebody will die and then they show up later. Not talking about that. I'm talking about something like, I mean, the the, mo- the like the worst example would be Beyond Two Souls, which sure. is just literally, <laughs> which is literally presented and just yeah, we just kind of cut this up and then rescrambled and put it back together. But anytime there's like that amount of op- obfuscation, it's mm-hmm. like okay, you you told your story and hopefully by the end of this, it got it across. If I took this and then put it in chronological order, would it be a good story? It, yeah. Like, would, would it, yeah. Would it be a good story? Would it be more or less successful? Like how much of that was actually necessary to get, to, to, to get this across effectively. And there yeah. is a certain refuge, you know, there is a certain refuge in obscurity that I think a lot of people, the, 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 that a lot of people will take. Um, yeah. You know, and I don't know that that, you know, you said you said juvenile before, not juvenile like us making jokes about cum, uh, but, you know, more juvenile like a a youthful expression or a, um, you know, just a, an, an experience, unconfident. Yeah, right. A, a, teen, ter- a teen expression, yeah. uh, uh, experimenting with the beginnings of confidence. Yes. You know, like uh, I've seen this done and media I like does it. Mm-hmm. What if I did it? Yes. You know, like when you, when you read interviews with, with the, the person who made this, they talk about, you know, how how inspired they were by near, how they wanted to tell this story in this new kind of way, mm-hmm. you know, and you contrast it with something like, um, you know, so this is not a game I like, so I'm, I'm purposely choosing a game I don't like. So it's, it's not like I'm just pitting Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Each other, right. But compare yeah. it with something like her story, which was a way of telling a story in a new way. Yes. You know, like, let, let us come up with a new way to deliver a video game narrative. I don't particularly like that game, but I mm-hmm. think that it succeeds in that. And it is yeah. to a purpose. The feeling of slowly putting together that story comes at a pace that can only come through the medium of how it's told yes. in that disconnected way. If it were told linearly, it would just be a story and mm-hmm. it wouldn't be that exciting. You wouldn't have that dawning realization. That sense of architecture is very important to that, mm-hmm. that story. Here, I don't feel that. I feel like the the dawning realization, instead of it being a dawning realization as to what it was about, it was being hammered by the title or the uh, like topic sentence, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the big themes, getting tiny, tiny drips and drabs at really weird paces, mm-hmm. you know, in huge chunks in between large sections of combat uh, and between beating the game. No. You know, uh, that did not give me that like, oh, <laughs> you know, which is what you would want from this new way of telling a story. Yes. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it ended up being irksome. And and this is what we're spending a lot of time talking about. I'm going to say, even though, you know, like, oh, you should talk more about the combat, which worked. The combat is good, but it's not, other than the rewind feature, I don't think it's that new. Mm-hmm. This is the thing that does feel the most noteworthy to me as a game. This is the yeah. new thing it did. Right? Yeah. Like, uh, 
a, a over the top, you know, hyper hyper light drifter. Like you can play a game mm-hmm. that's arena based, iframe based, or you know, yeah. like animation based overhead combat with an interplay between melee and range attacks. And it's hyper light drifter. Like this isn't mm-hmm. a, a knockoff of that, but that's not rare. Yeah. This is really well executed here, but it's not super noteworthy. The big capital A art stuff this is trying to do that's super noteworthy is what I think doesn't work. So it's the thing that is sticking with me. Yeah. After I played yeah. it. We're we're also talking about it feels like it feels like we're trying to say this game was developed by 18. I do not know how, I do not know how old the principal designer on this is. Uh, they've been working in games for most of their life. So yes. they've been working in like mobile and VR spaces for mm-hmm. their whole career. They're old enough to have like a real career. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think when we talk about it, so this is a debut uh, game pretty much like as a, mm-hmm. as a lead, you know, small, small team. This person did most of it themselves. Um, but, um, uh, you know, I think we're, we're associating a lot of this with like teen stuff because that's, that's what this is. This, this is about, there's a, there's yeah. an adolescence, there's a coming of age nest to this. And, yes. you know, even if it is not a, you know, a queer narrative, or if you want to read it as more than that, there is a certain amount of displacement and uh, a lot of angst about your place in the world as a, as a teen. Yes. So when I say this is, this is big teen feelings, I, I, I think that that is, you know, that is so strongly expressed here that it is uh, uh, kind of, I mean, you know, kind of shaping a bit of my interpretation of the actual box of this as opposed to the contents. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, the main person who did this, uh, Colin Horgan was, was the, uh, the lead designer who did most of the things on the game, uh, has been working in game development, uh, largely again, mobile and VR. Um, in 2015, Colin made a top-down arena shooter called I am not a machine, uh, for a game jam, um, began working on a full version, uh, after he's laid off and yes. then, uh, switched to a melee combat system and basically changed this focus on these mechanics and then added the narrative afterwards. Uh, which is yeah. probably part of why it feels a little disconnected. Uh, yeah. Those two things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he says the visual styles was a necessity just because he wanted to do as much of this as he could uh, by himself, you know, mm-hmm. which uh, makes sense. However, that did work a little bit against him because major publishers were like, okay, so this is placeholder, right? He's like, no, yeah. this is, this is a choice. Like yeah. we'd like the, I like the way this game looks. So it, that's a shame that people had a closed mind about that. Cause I think that's one of the big successes. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, um, they uh, they kickstarted the game there and it was successfully funded, but it hasn't sold super well afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. One of the more obscure games we've done for this show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is like an expansion. It's like challenge dungeons that uh, mm-hmm. you uh, a little bit annoyingly have to go into like right at the end of the game. Yes, uh, I didn't want to go in there because I was afraid that it was going to take me to another ending, and I didn't want to go through a third time to get to it. Yeah, you never know. With the when, once you start making somebody play a game twice to to play it, you never know when that'll stop. You give them an inch, they then throw the ruler. Um, the uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't do that because I also as much as I like this combat, I wasn't hungry for more of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Colin has an idea for a follow up to this game um, with a new cast in the same world. Wouldn't be called Luca Two. Uh, also had an idea of doing a version of this that is a team based, turn based RPG, hmm. um, like a JRPG in this world um has some ideas uh two things i want to get out on front street uh one i bear this person no ill will like i don't like Mm -hmm. how this story is told and i fail to connect with this story that's not personal like i don't you know so i'm not trying to trash the little guy Mm -hmm. you know there's a there's a way that uh 
I feel like it does somebody a disservice if you overcorrect to be super nice when talking about a work of somebody because it's a small team. Mm -hmm. Like this is a product that got put out. You can hang with the big boys like, and nobody has to agree with me. I just still had my experience and it would be disingenuous that I didn't. Um, The other thing is we're going to goof during this because that's what we do. We're the other kind of juvenile. So we're going to make jokes and stuff. We're not laughing about religious oppression or teen suicidal ideation. No. Uh, you know, we, it'd be real to me, it would be weirder for us just to record this and like have a solemn two hours of recording it. <laughs> you know, that's just not my nature. I, I don't think that's the show. Right. You know, so, some people were very surprised by the Edith Finch goofs and gabs and like, I, I don't know. Like I, we goof and we gab. That's what we do. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the, it, the, although it's not, we're not trying to Dennis Leary, like, Oh, anything can be funny. Cha, cha, cha. It's just like we try to make each other laugh during the show because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's how I relate to things. So you can like yeah. or not like that. But I understand I intend no disrespect. Yeah. And also it's not going to change. So if you're you're holding your breath waiting for that to change, it's probably not going to. Yeah. So, yeah, make it goofing on this and goofing with each other is not the same thing as goofing at the victims of the themes in this game. Yeah. Who are countless innumerable and among us and we should care about them. Yes, absolutely. And do, you know, actively mm-hmm. like, yeah, uh, we do the verb of that. Um, let us get into it. Uh, so we open on a black screen. Uh, this is a game that does a lot of interludes uh, with text on a black screen um, and like very uh, rough uh, close up, uh, you know, uh, you know, animation kind of things. Uh, somebody named Colin is, you know, asks, asks our name um, and says, hey, you know, have faith in me and have faith in yourself. We're going to go back to where it all began. Yep. Um, and he describes this dream that we're in standing on one side of a large expanse, knowing that, uh, they in quotes only want to hurt you and knowing the only option is to go forward. And we go into track one. Uh, this game doesn't, it is an open world. Again, you can technically backtrack. It progresses in the form of tracks, mm-hmm. uh, which end up being the music track and then also kind of substitute for a level. Yes. There. Yeah. Uh, so our tutorial, we're moving through, uh, this two series of dark caves, uh, kind of being sealed off from going backwards by this darkness and these clouds that you cannot uh, progress beyond getting our basic combat, uh, you know, rewinds, familiars, things like that. Um, uh, so we also get our mantras, uh, you know, at the start, our basic ones um, and an item called the mother's sword. Yes. Yeah. We place a sword in an obelisk as blocking our way. So we're able to proceed um, through this passage, we eventually reach a boss. Uh, it's this kind of grim reaper figure called the harbinger. Um, it has these kind of quick sweeps. It does these AOEs, and this is still when you're getting used to the game. Yeah, you know, uh, so that's okay. Like you could probably beat this. This is a you know a soul strike. This is asylum demon. Um, you know, you're meant to die uh, on this guy, or not the asylum demon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you're meant to die on this. Um, you can probably beat it, but I also died because I didn't yes. know what I was doing yet. Nope. Didn't, yeah. uh, d- didn't know what that big flashing cross meant. Okay. Oh, I get it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, we are, uh, kind of taken, uh, back, uh, you know, through this, we get a text describing, you know, something is awakening and rejoicing and we're plum- plummeting kind of deeper and deeper into this dream. There are a few, uh, plot mandatory deaths in this, uh, and this yes. is one of them. This is also where we get a chance to adjust our sin and punishment level. Hey, that's a game. Yeah, that's a game. They said the title, uh, again, that's enemy strength and your strength Yes, or your weakness, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I left them at mid, you know, I tried yeah, to play on normal. Yeah. Um, so our dead body is there. It lies next to this river and this road figure walks up and prays over you, begging something called the null sun to have mercy. Um, you wake up a little while after that and you're in the woods. Um, uh, we find our first familiar. Um, uh, this is the impulse familiar, uh, that does a little spread shot, short yeah. range, kind of a shotgun blast here. I'm going to stop making specific call outs to when we get these as the notes go on, just because specifically with mantras and sometimes with uh, the familiars, the, the distinction is so subtle, uh, as to not be worth mentioning what you pick up. Yeah. Later. You, you get a wide variety uh, of these things. They're also missable. Yes. Um, you can get these in a different order. You can get different ones. Um, something this has one of the reasons why the, um, world design of this game bugs me is mm-hmm. because you are incentivized and rewarded to search the world for secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, you end up in the kind of JRPG dungeon problem a lot though, where you're at a screen with a crossroads. One of them goes to a dead end that has treasure. One of them continues. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing to indicate which one is which. So if you go to the one that continues, you try to backtrack and about half the time you just can't. Mm-hmm. There are a little red corruption just springs up behind you and it says you cannot backtrack through the darkness. Uh, so whatever was in that little diverticula, you are closed off from unless you either fast travel back later or get it on playthrough two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a completionist, so this didn't bother me, but it did mean it did affect my feelings of exploration. It yes. made exploration not very fun uh, yeah. for me. Yeah. Uh, there is a young woman, uh, resting against a rock nearby. She is small like us. The road figure who woke us up was, is big. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, that is an important distinction. Everybody like us is, you know, marked. We're going like, literally we're put into arenas to fight and die. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, children, adults kind of thing. Uh, she says, oh, there were others with me, uh, but they went ahead to try and find a way out. Uh, and you know, talking about our conditions, he says, Hey, we're incomplete and we need to get out before this darkness comes. Things are vague. Somebody is talking about a null sun, uh, yes. right now, like for an opening, <laughs> what I think when I thought this was going to be just like the opening elli- uh, ellipticality before I got more context, you know, yes. rel- relatively soon, I was way into it. <laughs> yeah. I, w- I was fine with the idea. There's like this, nothing yeah. chasing us. Like, yeah, that was fine. You know, a null sun is a cool idea. I I was with you. Uh, Spoiler, like unclear if that's actually what's happening. Right. Uh, I completely forgot the null sun was a thing until they don't mention it again. Yeah. Yeah, Until the end. uh, And then reading these notes, because it's Uh not like uh, very many of these things are going to keep coming back to be developed on. This is what you get Uh, to the north. There's a locked gate. Uh, You cannot get uh, says no access uh, without registration. Um, So we kind of go off into this little combat alley. where We're fighting these little bird guys. Uh, we pick up our first Estes flask, uh, this health essence here. Yeah. Yeah. And we get down by this other section of river. This is where we get the parry tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, very important. This is going to unlock a lot of fights for you. Uh, a vine will take you into kind of a sub dungeon here, kind of up into these cliff caves. Um, and the way forward is uh, blocked by some vines. We need a, uh, 
we need an object uh, to get through them to get through them. Yes, uh, which we find mm-hmm. a little lower in the cave. This rotten seed uh, that will kill these vines. Uh, so we we go north in the caves. We're fighting these birdmen. We're fighting these little Cthuloid monsters uh, that kind of hang out. They look a little bit like Ithlids, uh, but mm-hmm. sketched out like a malfunctioning Vectrex AI. <laughs> Yep. being told to draw one um they shoot out these little delayed fireballs on top of their normal attacks uh mm-hmm. mixing up ranged and melee again not really a problem though yeah yeah, yeah. uh we reach a pretty scene you know we're still in the caves but we get to this uh kind of overlook uh kind of looking out towards this uh, sunset and our option is to jump down i believe the first of many you know jump question mark See, second one like we've already fallen down a yeah. large space like you're constantly falling in this i yes i was very surprised to see silent hill 2 like not as a influence yeah for this but you do a lot of like capital a art falling <laughs> I, I wonder if that's just so in the water that you don't even have to uh, yeah call name. it out yeah. yeah yeah uh so you jump down and we jump down to a boss arena with something called the hive um this kind of weird crystalline being at the top of the screen that sends out little groups of shards to fight you yeah. Uh, so it's it's a duo boss right in the beginning uh, <laughs> here. Um, they do these very slow like kind of melee attacks, and then sometimes we'll throw projectiles, uh, either of which would be the easiest thing in the world. The only complication is you're fighting two of them. Yes. Had a little bit of trouble with this. I was still getting my feet under me. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea I had gotten to the end of a level. <laughs> it felt because of the way that the, the space works out. I just was like jump and I was like, why not? You know, mm-hmm. may as well got nothing else to do and then jumped and there was a boss and I had no feeling that I had done a level yeah. before that, like a, a you know, a, a space with an idea. With uh, like two exceptions, the levels in this game are extremely slight, which yeah. is fine. It's just paced yeah. very strangely. <laughs> yeah. Paced super weird and doesn't have that feeling of like, I just got through an area. That area is about this. Yeah. Like if I put a gun to your head which I'm not going to do because we're friends and because I rely on you for uh, business. Mm-hmm. But if I would put a gun to your head and said, who is the hive? <sighs> like in a well, bonfire side chat way, like imagine the alternate universe where we did this for bonfire side chat. Can you imagine the nightmare of trying mm-hmm. to explain what all of these bosses are? I mean, this one's a little bit easier because like a person pops out a of person the does pop out of it. Yeah. And I, and I think that person is meant to be uh, seen as it's Christian. It's the, 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 I mean, who you think is the big bad. Yeah. Guy? Unclear. If it, if, it, <laughs> if it is that person, I, again, there's a gun to your head, man. Uh huh. Like if you're wrong about this, you get shot. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. Tell my wife and kids. I love them very much. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, it's this, this is an easier boss. I don't know why, uh, this character is inside a duo mm-hmm. crystal, uh, or why the duo crystal is fighting me here yeah uh that i do not know there's just all of a sudden like in- introducing the gloose like here's the hive yeah you know uh <laughs> when you kill the hive you know a person again emerges from it runs away immediately um you inspect the the corpse there of the of the crystal part and you get the anima mantra i tended to favor uh slower big damage yeah. uh things because i was doing a lot of parries mm-hmm. and stuff uh and i like that you get one really early yeah, yeah. Anima took me uh, for a while until I got the uh, the Thantos or Thanatos yeah. or whatever it is. I use Thanatos I, for the whole rest of the game. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so we go back to the woods area where we were before, uh, and where the woman was lying. Uh, there is just a, uh, a, a cross insignia there. Uh, she has, uh, moved on. Uh, and we use this at that gate, which I think it's important that it says error, you know, you are not registered or whatever. Again, because of the art style, it is very hard to get a sense of space yeah. in this. You Am could I think in cyberspace. Uh, like, yeah. is this a matrix run? Yeah. You know? Or you're in this, you're in these woods, you washed up like, okay, is this medieval? I can like, I, I don't know if I'm using Like, are these swords that I'm swinging? Yeah. You know, it's, it's really just like, like energy you know, swipes that you end up doing, but like we are in kind of a new weird, uh, you know, mash them up of fantasy sci-fi kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. This is post-apocalyptic with magic and religion and shit. When I read the air thing, the first thing I thought was with the art style that I was in a simulation mm. and that the red stuff, which looks like corruption, the darkness looks like yeah. a corrupting hard drive chasing you. Basically yeah. uh, that was a working theory for a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not the case. You know, this art style would work really well for like a matrix mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, when you get into this uh, door, this gate uh, starts track to flesh without blood, the village of sanctum. Uh, and this village has all these zealots uh, praying for the rapture while they work the ground with their sickles. <laughs> I, so I, okay. I thought this was an outdoor rural village kind of, kind of thing. Uh, I watched an Aaron signal video where they talked about this and they, I, I can't, I can't unsee it. Now their view on this was these were flagellants. Like we are inside of a church and they're whipping their back. Mm, again, unclear. <laughs> yeah. uh, I can see both. Yeah. With that. Um, they're doing a little animation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the head priest, again, big guy, uh, most of the people are, uh, are small, calls you over and says, hey, it's time for your baptism. And when he reaches out, we get one of these dream sequences, again, sketch and very rough animation, you know, talking about just the, the feeling of being invaded by this filthy and profane presence. Yeah. Uh, you're going through this little dream sequence when two guys come in, uh, two big, big beef boys. Uh, the, the Hutchinson brothers come in and they say they've, uh, what they've been praying. They've been praying for something. that's actually started happening. Uh, their priest's son is here who I don't know again, if this is supposed to be somebody who I recognize from later. Um, no, this is, this is Christian. This is Christian. Is this Christian? Okay. Yeah. Uh, again, confusing to me. Yeah. Uh, says, you know, I have a bad feeling about this, uh, but is disregarded when we go out. Uh, it's this field full of these scarecrows and yeah. we get a hopeless boss fight. Uh, as the second mm -hmm. boss fight of the game, this thing called the Messiah. Yeah. Uh, uh, just fills the air with projectiles. Like it, yeah. this is not even meant to be uh, approachable or doable. Uh, and when you die, like your body is lifted up and kind of, you know, crucified and you are among the scarecrows as one of them. Yeah. Otherworldly presence that turns people it kills into scarecrows. Pretty great. Uh, I don't, again, I don't really know. Have, have, I, have, have, have I got a horror game for you? It's called Mundan. It's about the Swiss Ooh. Alps and it's and it rules. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, the, uh, what actually happens is you wake up back in the sanctum after you get scarecrow fied. Uh, all the zealots are now scarecrows now, and you find a travel pass. Uh, where the priest, <laughs> the priest's son left his Metro card. Uh, so you can grab that. Yeah, yeah. And there's no more stopping for tolls. They got fast pass, baby. Yeah, finally. <laughs> the um yeah. This whole game is about tolls and we didn't get it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a libertarian screed. You fight <laughs> you fight the unholy seatbelt at the end. 
Oh, I, I read it as uh, as being anti tolls. I, th- I thought it was uh, you know just about the uh, the perils of infrastructure privatization. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be great. There's a train that probably features. True. Well, you do destroy yeah. a train. True. So it's one That's of the true. W, one of the L. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a real wash for trains. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but this gets you down. Uh, the the baptismal pool has turned into this ladder down into the subway. Uh, and, uh, we get to this first chamber and, uh, there's a little moat on the ground. You're picking up memories. Uh, we're going to find out these are like memories of friends, you know, yes. this, uh, uh, this person named Nikki describing, uh, kind of being bereaved after somebody left her very yeah. vague, uh, either people who left a church or left a cult, something yeah. like that felt like, um, this is a huge level, you know, yes. the last level is very slight. Now this is huge. This is a subway area with a train that goes between these different stops uh, that all have these all diverticulate underground areas you can go through. Um, Run to our first uh, shopkeeper here. Um, He sells you uh, virtues. Um, You can get uh, the uh, rosary that allows you to equip more. Um, It gives you a tiny bell that allows you to travel to a place called the familiar garden where you can pet your familiars. Uh, How much damage has can I pet the dog? done to video game <laughs> development where now everyone has to include it uh, under under threat of uh review bombing <laughs> under threat of being wait are people actually review bombing because of how no, I, I, can I, okay i was gonna no, say I, that's I, fucking ridiculous no no, no. I, I don't know if anybody actually has a reaction i just know that uh you see it now as a default all the oh, time yeah. yeah uh so i thought that that this was going to take me to a place called oh the familiar garden yeah yeah i, I that place i was i was looking for something familiar like okay like this will say oh, something the about where the character a story happened yeah like you uh, go there and it'd be like oh this was the place where this happened in the church yeah i i, I thought it was going to be like my hub like oh yeah it's, just it's, it's, it's you return house paradise you, <laughs> you return most of their life <laughs> <laughs> no yeah no and it, it turned out no it's the it's the familiar garden it's the garden yeah. for the familiars yeah <laughs> they hang out and vibe it, it's the chocobo village yes uh the shopkeeper he pulls uh he does the the cowboy from uh, Mulholland drive he says oh you'll see me two more times if you're good three more times if you're bad yeah uh and this this changes as you go through mm-hmm. uh he is saying how many times he will appear yeah. Uh, which is interesting. Um, so the, the subway dungeon can also get around without using the train. Mm-hmm. Uh, you end up fighting a lot of enemies. This is the one area where you can use this little fast travel to bypass some of the fights. Yeah. Again, I think it's interesting. It's the it's, one place in the game where you can do it. It's, it's, it's odd. It's interesting, but I found myself getting more disoriented than just if I had decided to progress without it. It's, uh, I ended up progressing with it because it was there and I, it was a major reward to get the card or to get the lever piece that allowed me to use it. Yes. So I thought that's what I needed to do. Mm. Like the game was communicating to me, this is the way forward. It yeah. turns out not the case. It's actually a confusing way forward that you don't need to use. Yeah. It's like, okay, you need to get this lever to make the train go, uh, to make the train go West and only moves East. It's like, okay, my, is my destination West of here? No, no, that's as far as you can go. It's just a way to backtrack in the level. In, in a game where you can fast travel between bonfires, if you can somehow puzzle out what line of text refers to what space. Yes. You know, if you head into these upper chambers, you pick up another, uh, train manipulation item. It's called the delimiter. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, a key card, you'll get a speed pass yeah. uh, in addition to your travel pass. Yeah. Yep. You skip the line. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It gets you through a premium access gate. 
primo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, this will let you get onto the high speed train uh, and plow through this uh, barricade uh, that uh, is uh, that was blocking the way along, along these tracks. You could go along while you're riding. This PA voice is speaking to you, asking, you know, why do you resist? You know, why do you resist when you know that you will die? And it says, we can save you. You can save you. We can save. You must embrace him. A capital H. So, yeah, get it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Christian oppression. Yeah. <laughs> Staring at a picture of Jesus. Yeah, I'm seeing some religious metaphor here. Yeah, <laughs> just the, the uh, I, well, that, I, I that really, cross I, and a bottle of piss. Just <laughs> I, 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 I honestly don't think that they're you know that they think they're being clever with that. I no, think no, 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 no. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. It, they're not being subtle with that. It's just the with the subtleness is in all the wrong places. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think they think they're being clever with that. I should. I should yeah. say. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I was, I was agreeing with you. I don't know if I said it right. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's just also, uh, I I'll go out on a theme and say this, uh, I find this to be a little bit of a tired theme. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not a big fan of organized religion at all, but just the, you know, the, the, it's bad. You that, know, people, that's... people do shitty things in the name of missionary work. Like, yeah, uh-huh. sure. They that... sure do. Like that, that is, that is a very uh, old and steady thing to write a story about it feels like yeah it's also i, I am a little bit sympathetic to, to to telling it to telling that story every once in a while because every day there is someone uh either born or uh who uh gets out from this who maybe this yeah. is the first thing they encounter that is going to be their introduction to that pretty to that pretty important theme so like i'm balancing that against you know like should i hold that against this should i the fact that i have seen this a bunch is that actually a mark against this thing on its own terms? Yeah. I, I mean, I, there can be a dead story. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, it's, it's up to the eye of the beholder, but I, I think yeah. that there's, it's worth saying if something is just a story that's been told a million times. Yeah. yeah. Like that's a, that's a cogent criticism. Like, yeah, it's an important mm-hmm. story. And like the theoretical person who this is their first exposure to it, that might be being bad. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, I'd rather have mm-hmm. them have it than not. Yeah, and if this yeah, is not... literally the the thing that gives it to them, and mm-hmm. they wouldn't find it anywhere else. Like, yes, that is an unalloyed good. Yeah. It's just artistically, I don't think that has much to do with it. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it it's still just... can be a thing. You could also tell this story in a different way. Uh, right. You know, there, yeah. there's a way to tell this kind of story about the horrors of religion in a more subtle way than mm. than having a computer voice say, you know, why do you resist when you will die embrace capital <laughs> hm yeah you know? yeah it's uh you know it's part part of why i phrased it almost like a like a, you know like a question like i've got uh, i i honestly don't have a reckon but also it, it does not it it is not a kindness or a service to uh sort something out of being worth criticizing or talking about in detail uh just because yeah. of you know yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. it, it might do some good yes you know uh yeah, the, the, I mean, yeah, it's, it sure do do suck though when it turns mm-hmm. to do this. Like yeah. that fucking sucks. It's awful. I'm pretty happy uh, I was able to just like walk away from mine. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so I'm just, walk away I, from I, your teachers, folks. I I know I'm breaking your heart, Grandma, but <laughs> yeah. it's yeah, it wasn't good for you. <laughs> you know, true. Yeah. Um, <sighs> you walk uh, north from here after you get off the subway. We see this pink ghost man run away from you, and we follow him into a, a boss chamber. Where he turns into the Forsaken. Yeah. The Harbinger, the Forsaken. Got yes. no idea what this is. Uh, uh, it's a guy. It's a big skull, big guy. 
uh, has got these hand-like things that float by him. Uh, that's kind of neat. That like it's kind of like his body is wrapped in a cape of hands. Cool. Yeah. I got it. Um, and he does slashes with those, but also shoots these um, uh, huge fireballs that leave these uh, burning trails behind them. Uh, where you've got to be real careful where you dodge uh, yeah. if you don't want to take damage. And taking damage matters in this. Like it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It it will hurt you. Uh, you beat him. And we leave the train uh, tunnel through this wreckage. We find that priest's son, uh, Christian, waiting for you. And he blames you for everyone's death. He's like, why are you still alive after they're all dead? Yes. Uh, him yelling at you and angsting at you did end up also feeling a little flat uh, mm-hmm. to me. I was like, I just got here, man. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Do like, we know each other? I'm yeah. real sorry. Like, <laughs> like yeah, it's, it, it's, uh, it's the survivor's guilt sucks. Yeah. What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, the player have no sense of ownership over this because yeah. I, the player have received no context for the story. Uh-huh. Therefore, this very emotional accusation falls very flat because I have nothing to hang it on. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's no supporting structures to it. He, he also ends up being kind of shown in to a degree where like, Dude, he's like, yeah, prove that you're better than me. Kind of, kind of it, thing. The, he's shown in's out. Like this, this game has this weird closet shown in thing uh-huh. to it like the whole thing is very deep and, and metaphorical and lyrical and at the end it's like people comparing power levels and like <laughs> like it it straight up goes real, real dragon ball for some yeah. reason at the end um, um but you know like it that this is this is leading into the theme too so he's not just angry uh <laughs> that everybody's dead and you're still alive um he's saying you know my my, my father forgave me for what i was you know saying that i was almost whole again almost ready to ascend you know, my father forgave me for, he was about to forgive me for what he was. And then just, you took, took that all away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, I am not clear how I took that all away. It's like uh, Lenny showing it, up late to Flanders freak out. It's a real similar <laughs> what I do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he attacks. This is our first of a series of fights with him. They're kind of dual fights. Yeah. Um, he has the same move, move set as you do, mm-hmm. or generally like the same move set. He has different, uh, equip, you know, yeah. different paradigms, but, um, his name is Christian. Uh, he has his slashes and then his, uh, familiar cast a cool laser beam, which yeah. you can eventually get. Yeah, it's good. I, that's what I use my entire my second playthrough. Same. Yeah. Uh, you, you beat him into submission and he says that you both deserve to die and then warps away. <laughs> a little harsh. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Again, I have no idea who you are. Yeah. Um, you travel, uh, and, and see, again, that matters. Like I, I imagine a straw man being mad and being like, no, no, you get who he is throughout the game. And then you're supposed to think back on him saying that and then feel the effect of it. And I just, I, I have a very hard time. Like if I'm feeling nothing in the moment, like it's, it's very hard for me to grasp onto that. So to know, to bring it back later. Yeah. You know, if, if a guy just randomly says you did this, this, it's all your fault with mm-hmm. no, like that's a very common video game thing. Like you yeah. fucked it up and you don't know that happens a lot in video games yeah. when it does, there are hints and yeah. there are again, very specific bits of detail. Yeah. Uh, compare the dawning realization that you sank the car in disco Elysium. Right. You know, uh, that is a, you fucked it up. Thing. Mm-hmm. The character doesn't just shown and yell at you that you ruined everything and then run away to go fight you again, though. They yeah. know, but they're walking you to it. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're like, there's a tragedy in that that yeah. you don't know. It's not just player ignorance, it's character ignorance. Here, the character knows 
presumably. I just don't know because the game has not given me any fucking text. Yeah. We we get a we get a clear indication later on of you know what Christian's relationship with the main character is. Yes. But also given the nature of this world, is this actually them speaking or is it is this you know something trying to fool us into you know, a conflict when yeah. it, 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 when it wants us, when it does not want us to be reconciled to each other. And again, I have no, even though we do get a clear idea, I don't even have like a fun little guess idea yeah. at this point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we walk, walk along the tracks and we get to this, uh, it's like a tropical forest town. It's like a trailer park, but there are some houses around. It's entirely abandoned. Uh, there's yes. this office building to the south. It's got a tape marked future in it, but we need to find a place to play it. Yes. Um, there's a trailer in the yard behind this office that has another videotape called Past. Got to grab that as mm-hmm. well. Um, the, be- the beach to the east has a stranger on it. And you talk to him, you talk about how they used to have some, the stranger talks about how they used to have someone, but they left because they didn't like what the stranger became. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they talk about how uh, they've always been trying to be something they're not. Again, yeah. uh, very you know big identity themes. Yes, uh, there. Uh, so we go to the basement beneath kind of the central house that acts as our uh, safe spot. There's a cross inside, uh, and there's a VCR hooked up to a TV, and we watch these. Um, we watch these tapes. Uh, the first one that goes in is the future, and we see these glowing red numbers, uh, or glowing red figures rather. There's a humanoid. Uh, there's this rift occasionally, like in the stage we've seen, like a rift, and we'll hear a little uh, phrase when we touch it, and then a uh, an enemy will come out, uh, and then we see an archway, uh, and then the uh, the tape ends, and we get the numbers one four nine. Uh, we're gonna yeah. input those a little bit later. It's not the it's not a year. It's the number of days I spent in an asylum in a youth. Um, <laughs> the the uh, we go and we watch the past. Uh, the the little treat for for two people. <laughs> um, you see this uh, rolling ball or boulder uh, picks up speed as it gets closer, uh, <laughs> similar to the train coming at the TV uh, thing. Um, you see a rough drawing of two eyes crying in a mouth, and this yeah. also ends with the numbers one four nine. Yeah. There's a red barrier down here stopping us from going into these caverns off of the basement. That ends up being a shortcut, uh, an unnecessary one, I would say. Yep. Uh, but uh, the way to go is there is a school building uh, to the north. Uh, there's a uh, it's the, the front door is locked with a code. That isn't the number that you put in. Uh, I accidentally fat fingered it and I yeah. put in the wrong number and that gets you into an unwinnable confrontation. Uh, I fought for uh, probably 10 minutes. <laughs> seeing if I could get to the end of it and I just had to die as I What's ran interesting out of, is I, I yeah. think you can beat it in the new game plus. Huh? Like I had the same experience and then did the same thing the second time and eventually it ended. Oh, weird. Yeah. Huh. No idea. Don't know, so. but it gets you inside the school building, uh, where you're going to be going up, uh, the different floors. There is that, uh, path back down on the basement. Uh, but these floors have more of those rifts around and all of them kind of like have this lamentation, you know, there's some kind of regretful message that is being played. 
uh, as the enemies spawn in that you have to kill. And you've got to hunt around and find all of them uh, in order to proceed. Yes. Yeah. So you go and you you hit all these little bits, fight all these dudes. You eventually get up to the rooftop and there's a woman in a cape standing on the ledge. Uh, It says, you know, I told you I know what I need to do. Why did they bother sending you anyway? Um, you know, they, uh, turn around and they see you, they apologize. They thought you were somebody else. Yeah. Um, she uh, says, Hey, you're free to follow me, uh, but my path isn't going to lead to any, you know, any positive outcome. You know, we're all doomed anyway, regardless of what we do. Uh, and then she jumps. Yep. Uh, first time I played, I jumped, uh, it doesn't, it makes, uh, you end up down at the bottom. (laughs) Uh, surprisingly (laughs) little. Okay. I thought it was going to be like, okay, there's like, does it, does it change something about the rest of the playthrough? seems important if you decide. I noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought maybe I had in jumping, I had messed up and locked myself out of the good ending. So when I did it again, the second time I didn't jump and thought, you know, maybe it was a test. Yeah. Uh, No idea. Um, you, you, you die, you respawn out of the bottom where you'd go anyway. Right. So, huh? Yep. Uh, Anyway, you go back down and uh, you go into the basement. The, the, the gates where you need to go are are, are open. Uh, and we get up out of the cellar door headed east from the school. And now we're on like this, this desert highway. We can take the bus if we want. Uh, but there is also you can just run along. I think there's a virtue off to one of the sides if you uh, if you're poking at the sides. Yeah. Um, but you get to the outside of this like Coliseum looking thing and the path around it is blocked. They say only those who fight for the Cardinal can pass. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so we go into the, the building here. Um, this small kind of desert community, uh, built around this Coliseum here. Uh, you know, to the South are worshipers who are ecstatic because there's a new fighter. Uh, there's a band playing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little tent city where the gladiators live, uh, all little guys. Um, there are various states of fading away and dying. Uh, so this is a gladiatorial combat thing, but imagine this twisted fate. It's a preacher who puts kids, makes them fight against each other. Yes. Um, yeah. At the far North, uh, there's a woman that we held back in the forest. She's there again. Uh, she thanks you for your help, but doesn't want to talk. Yeah. Uh, and then you have to climb, climb the ranks of this Coliseum fight. Yeah. That's uh, a build thing. up, build up your rank. Uh, to yep. unlock the final, the final encounter uh, with the, the the champion, and when you're in there, like you're in this coliseum, you can see the adults, you know, the the larger figures. They're up in the stands and cheering, and the cardinals up on his uh, up on his MC stand, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um. So you know, the the only the, the strongest little one for whom little ones for whom the darkness hungers, uh, makes you think. Um, the, the champion appears, it's the woman from the forest. Her name is Sarah. Uh, only through attrition can we be cleansed. Praise be, praise be with the nightmares roam. Um, I don't, I don't know what this is trying to be allegorical of. I also didn't, didn't grow up in the Catholic. I, I, is that a thing about the Catholic faith? Fights? Faith where, where <laughs> not specifically boy fights, but like, like I know it's like intensely hierarchical. But like, is there? A, yeah, I, you might be the wrong person to ask because you didn't grow up in this either. I don't know what this is. What, what if if this is literally making reference to anything? Or <sighs> I, I choose to think of it as literal literal because it's yeah. the only way that it's not a painfully like frustrating pink floyd the wall-esque metaphor to me yeah you know like this person happened to grow up in a very specific sect where the cardinals fought kids against each other 
uh, just it's I the just, funniest answer as opposed to trying to think of like yeah like i you could make a general argument about people, adults and authority pitting children against each other, I guess. Yeah. By encouraging uh, them, you know, being separate and like teasing each other, ostracizing each other. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to tie it into the, the identity thing, like, you know, the adults are creating the culture in which these kids of oppressed identities are othered. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, you know, I, it, it, nothing stops the fact that you go into a church where the cardinal says, "Let them fight." <laughs> you know, let the, only the tastiest of little ones be appetite for the darkness. Yeah, uh, it's so fucking cartoony. It's uh, v- the very... wall is a really big, like it feels very the wall to me. Yeah, uh, that 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 that, that feels that feels about right. It's just you know, I, I was about to say, what does what does a, an organized religion gain by kids being miserable? And it's like, oh, of course, fucking everything. Yeah, <laughs> they gain compliance. Yeah, and yeah. They, and they you know there are I'm sure there are very oppressive Catholic schools you know, and there's obviously a huge pederasty problem in the mm-hmm. Catholic Church. Like, I'm not minimizing any of that shit. Like, yeah. you do not have to hand it to the Catholic Church. I just think that it's just a very, very blunt <laughs> metaphor. Like it's exceedingly blunt, you know, like they're literally fighting kids in tournaments. Yeah. You know, <laughs> hey, there, there's just like an element of this that ends up becoming laughable to me when it is dead fucking serious. Yeah. Like I am supposed to be feeling big feelings about this. I, I got mm-hmm. the sense, you no. know, this is big, deep, big, tragic. And it, yeah. I was just like, God damn, a little on the nose, huh? You know? <laughs> yeah. It, it reminds me of like that that National Lampoon, like buy this book or we'll shoot this dog. <laughs> and somebody looking at that and being like, God, it's so fucking sad when dogs die. I can't believe that dog's going to be shot. Like if somebody shot that dog, it'd be so goddamn sad. <laughs> just, and, just, and not... You know, exaggerating I, for humor for effect. I see, I see people around the. I see people around me not buying the book, and I shake my head because they want mm-hmm. the dog to die. Yeah, what is it? You want the dog to die? Do you not like dogs? Like, no. It's just it's it's a joke. <laughs> you know, it's 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 a it's it's too big. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, these fights are fine. It's a basically indistinguishable, uh, from yeah. the other encounters, uh, except for the fact that, uh, except for the fact that, you know, you're being scored on them, uh, which you are yes. in the second half anyway. Uh, but, yeah. uh, you know, uh, we're not fighting Sarah right now. Uh, we are fighting alongside her. Uh, and you know, we, we, we beat the first wave and Sarah stops. She calls up to the, to the Cardinal and says like, Hey, that's enough. I've, I've, I've put in my dues. You haven't delivered on your promise for me. Like everybody else here is, uh, fighting for ascension and you know, cleansing only through att- attrition. Can we be cleansed? She wants her brother back. She's eyes on the prize. She, she wants her brother, Michael, who is being held, uh, by the church. Yes. Uh, we fight more of these monsters and Sarah says, I've done it. I've done all I'm going to do. Uh, the Cardinal goes, I'll give Michael his freedom and then pulls out a gun and shoots him in the head Joker style. Uh, and again, it, you know, goes silent, it's supposed to be very intense. Yeah. Uh, I just, I couldn't, it's, um, it, it's shocking. Yeah. It's Joker shocking though. I, 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 I didn't expect, I mean, Joker shocking is shocking. <laughs> uh, he's, he thinks crime is funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, I, but I just, oh, I didn't expect that. I, I didn't expect him to pull out a fucking nine and ice that kid who's tied up on the platform. But I, doesn't it, doesn't it feel like really selling past the clothes a little bit after the arena fight? <laughs> like, 
Like it really starts feeling like like a Marilyn Manson fan drawing in the margins of a notebook. Yeah. You know, I say it like juvenile in terms of how it's presenting its metaphor. This is what I mean. Like it's comically evil. Yeah. You know, and and again, the, the Catholic Church does a lot of evil things without just fighting kids in basement tournaments and shooting them in the head. Like it, the Catholic Church is very rich. Where do you think all that money came from? Plundering the entire world, plundering the skulls a, of several young men. Yeah, it was it's the boy, they, it's, they, it's the, the, running books on boy fights. Yeah, yeah, books on boy fights, and then uh, mining the sweet, sweet juice from inside their brains that they open up with bullets. Yep. You know, fucking a. Yeah. Uh, we get another vision at this point. Um, this kind of like visual poem that uh, describes the process of of her of Sarah, Sarah letting the nightmares in. Um, she stares in this beast eye on the edge of a cliff and flings herself off. Yeah. Again, characters, uh, constantly suicidal ideation. Yes. Yeah. She, this is, this is a loss that is too big to deal with. And she's gone hollow. Uh, she is in a frenzy. Uh, she attacks us primarily with these very long slash combos. Um, mm-hmm. and some, uh, like red violence balls <laughs> that will do some very light homing. Yes. Yeah. They'll kind of head out towards you. Um, she sometimes has these kind of triangular shock lines that come out and these explode in AOE. If you're up on next door, you want to get your spacing, right? Yes. Um, after we're doing this, as we're fighting, a tall figure warps in and stops the battle. Uh, it says it wasn't supposed to end like this, or she yeah. says that, uh, she raises her arms and then you're at the bonfire outside of camp. This is the woman who rescued us, uh, at the beginning who, yes. uh, kind of woke us up, revived us in the river. Yes. Uh, so we uh, wake up, we walk along uh, in, you know, from the camp, and we reach this construction site uh, in this rundown city. Uh, there are these ghosts of these hood figures walking back and forth, and we climb to the top of this tower and find Christian here. Yeah. Uh, he says, you know, we don't have to get to it right away. Sit down, let's talk a spell. And, and we look at this distant radio mast yeah. uh, in the, yeah. on the horizon. Yeah. He says his dreams are fading. You know, that's a sign that the end is near, you know, this corruption that is coming. You know, they're being taken away, something essential. And he says, I don't see any point of going on. And kind of one of the biggest thing things that it, you know stings about this is like, would we have would we have been friends before? Or like were we friends before all of this? You yeah. Know? Like we I can't actually remember. And our character is mute, it's worth saying. Yes. Uh there 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 is no the, the, the there is no confirmation on this. Yeah. Uh and then he goes, yeah, I hate anyway. you. You know, yeah. uh, you dying is the only way. And he starts a big shonen fight. Uh, same combos, big laser. Um, before you finish him, he warps away saying, why don't you just stay down like the rest of them? You know, he's going to erase you and unmake you there. Uh, again, like what I do, man. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, you go into, you find the, uh, crane key down on the bottom floor here, which allows you to move some debris. Uh, so you can go deeper into this location. Uh, and this next location looks like kind of a modern city street escape with construction mm-hmm. going on here yeah there's like street lights and stuff yeah. uh this is another big dungeon you are going around trying to find keys to equipment moving walkways lifting barriers uh things like that all while again engaging in the combat i think this is about where the combat starts uh like singing and quickly mm-hmm. it's going to become a lot <laughs> yeah this is good like it's still everything in the first playthrough i'm pretty happy with play wise yeah. you know this is good mm-hmm. um you uh you reach this balcony railing um, this big nightmare called the depths appears. Uh, he's a background boss. Mm-hmm. Um, its head is in the background. Its hands come down. Um, 
so he slams down, has these shockwaves. If you're just doing normal attacks, you have to take these hands. Uh, you can parry him, though. It has that really good, like, this thing looked too big to parry, but you can parry it. Love it. Uh, yeah. Feeling almost like a Sekiro thing. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really good. Uh, halfway through, it recharges and sends these two marionette nightmares to fight you. So it has yeah. ads while it sits back and watches. Yes. Uh, and then its health bar fills up again, and we're about to fight it uh, when this blue figure rushes in uh, from the darkness and says, hey, that thing is going to swallow everything whole if we don't use this crane in the distance to kill it. We need to uh, run. And yep. this gets into a section where she is, we're running through the wilderness. She is holding the darkness back. We have like a small time limit to defeat the enemies in an arena before we progress until we get mm-hmm. to uh, the uh, the foot of this uh, this crane that we have to run up. Yes. Uh, and then we, uh, we get in there with this room full of red crucifixes and there's a person there in front of us. The only thing we can do is attack right. uh, this person. Uh, we do. And then we wake up in track seven, uh, Lethian, you know, forget river. Um, the, the <laughs> Arboretum <laughs> tree place. <laughs> yeah. Tree place. Forget river. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a no member, 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 member. Um, the, uh, <laughs> this blue person wakes us up. We're in this river by a snowy wood and they say, Hey, you're acting strange back there. Uh, are you looking for Leth- Lethian? You know, I've seen a lot like you coming through recently. You're not the first. You won't be the last. Does that make you feel better? This person being a little guy that takes you to forget river. <laughs> no. so, so you need to stop calling, you need to stop calling it forget river. <laughs> I'm never going to stop calling it forget river. It's, it's a perfect description. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh gosh so she says hey you go on ahead and i'll catch up with you which is not how a guide works no um but uh the the pacing is kind of interrupted here sometimes we just kind of do a slow walk while some dialogue happens and she says so natalie or what are you calling yourself nowadays you're ready for this to end right so whatever name we put in it's luca by default uh it is not the name you know that Mm -hmm. that uh that, that this guide knows us by Yes. Uh, you walk along the path and we get these dialogue choices, but we can only, uh, and they're all, it's very fallout four. Like they mean a lot of the same things. Yes. You know, yeah. but we can only respond with dot, dot, dot. Uh, in the this first playthrough. Yeah. In the first playthrough. There's changes in the second playthrough, even though I don't know when it changes, uh, what doing the different answers changes when you can do them. Yeah. Um, these small buildings where you have to go inside, uh, and there are these gear rifts. We have to fight the enemies in order to proceed back to the real world. Uh, going through a series of these and we reach the final gate. The blue person says, Hey, once you go through, there's no going back is non-existence really so bad. It didn't bother us before. Uh, You know, we want to come back to life. Yes. Yeah, I suppose. And she apologizes saying, yeah, I'm just never going to understand you. And then we get a vision. And this is one that is pretty tragic. It's Lily. Lily's her name. Uh, you know, kind of crying. And then there's this outburst of violent images and words and her character feeling guilty for, you know, breaking her heart, you know, for, you know, this rejection, you know, and just, she has this, this hellfire comes out, you know, the corruption calls to you and then you're alone. Yep. I hear in the dark and you see a prompt to hold uh, the right stick to transform. And when you do, uh, you are in this kind of other realm. We transport into a mindscape of some kind. There's a boss called the Harbinger, you may remember, mm-hmm. uh, from the beginning of this, who we can fight and we're really good now. This is our like secret power-up we can yes. do. 
Yeah. So yeah. the transform, you do a lot more damage. You know, you're faster. Uh, you can, uh, your, your stamina drains less. Uh, this is at the expense. So this power is at the expense of increased corruption speed. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we go north uh, here. Uh, we're at the this camp. We can rest. And there's a priest here who's like, do I feel like giving in? We say no. And we take the elevator up the top. Um, we fight through some kind of combat hallways and rooms until we reach the top of this tower. And it asks us several times what we want to go through. You know, you're going to have your, the face your own consequences. You have no one but yourself but to blame. Uh, I had no idea what that meant. Same. You know, again, it's it's cart before the horse problems. Like, if you're going to make this decision feel bad and weighty and uh-huh. want to give me pause, I do not know the stakes. You know, yeah. you very purposely withheld those until playthrough two. Mm-hmm. So, like, sure, I don't care. Flip a coin. Like, uh, whatever will get me through this faster. Like, I was literally yes. trying to second guess the game, saying in video game semiotics, this would be a bad ending thing that would make me do it over again. Yeah. What can I do to be done with this? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not good. That's not, no. that, you know, that's not an encouraging thing to be a motivating factor in decision making in games, I feel like. Yeah. I, I just, I uh, kind of, kind of like with Christian, I don't know what I, what, what I did. Um, and even with the fullness of, with the full, you know, knowing what happens in playthrough two and at the end, like when, mm-hmm. who I am and kind of like what the nature of this world possibly is the, you know, the person who is saying, are you ready to face the consequence of your actions? I know what those actions are. I don't see how it relates to what yeah. I've done, uh, to what I've done getting here. Right. Yeah. And again, not knowing that until after you've already been asked to make the choice, I don't think is a great move. Personally, uh, we get there, uh, Christians up there. He points at this kind of black sun, uh, on this cross there, a sun that doesn't shine. Uh, that's their cleansing. Uh, and he's underwhelmed yeah, uh, to just, see it. Finally, it's a, it's a crock. This is the paradise yep. we were promised. We've been walking through the paradise and you know, it was nothing. And this is the thing yep. we were told to go to. And it's basically nothing. So yep. here we are. Uh, and then he goes shonen. He says, show me you're better than me. Uh, show me that you deserve to go. Uh, the constant ranking of people that happens in Shonen. Yeah. You know, I, I got to uh, know who's the best. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I, I, I don't know what my, what, what my combat ability has to do with your self-worth. I'm very sorry. Yeah. That you feel yeah. this way. I really, I really am. <laughs> my, I'm going to hazard nothing, yeah. you know, and you telling me that it does, doesn't change that, you know? Um, this, they give us the option to taunt him, uh, during the, the fight, uh, taunting makes, I think it makes an enemy take more damage when they've been taunted. Yeah. Uh, it, there. It, I think, I think it's an interrupt or it draws them in as well. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, he's going to taunt you and you're going to taunt him. So everyone's going to be yelling anime things at each other, yeah. uh, as you sword fight. Um, there are a, few, a couple of different phases for this. His attack gets bigger each time. Um, the last one, he's just crawling on the ground. Yeah. So you're just like literally finishing him off. Yeah. All we can um, do all the yeah. other you know, is, uh, is attack. Do like a coup de gras. Yep. Uh, you finish him off. Uh, you grab his laser familiar and go to the sun. The prompt says end. Yeah. Uh, and you can no longer do transform. Uh, you can no longer turn into your, your evil fate, you know, phase or whatever. Your can't Hulk go. Phase. Can't go super Saiyan. Yeah. Can't go super Saiyan uh, there. 
And we walk to this field of flowers where we fought Messiah before we fight Messiah again. Right. Uh, and it's tough, but now it's not hopeless. Right. Uh, it is not designed to be lost. Although it yes. did take me a few tries. Like this is yeah, it's tough. hard. Yeah. Uh, tons of projectiles, lots of quick combos with very little telegraphing. This is one of the few enemies that doesn't have the, uh, the cross uh, signal. Uh, yeah. for when you want to parry uh this is one where you're going to really want to lean on those rewinds in order to uh in order to learn the patterns and stuff uh difficult but still extremely rewarding i found yeah manageable yeah. uh when you finish it uh it calls you natalie and says i did everything i could i'm sorry it had to be like this and then explodes um we get a memory and this is a visual style change it's a pixelated actual photograph yeah from an overpass uh, you know, talking about how you always stop as you go by this overpass every day and you always stop to look at the cars, uh, there. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, it says, oh, I just did imagine going down, falling, going deep into this oblivion. And then we yep. get this thing that is called sacrament five. There are sacraments that are just like you know, named cutscenes that you're going to get for various conditions that you possibly met. You're going to see more of them in, uh, in uh, number two. Uh, and play through number two, but it describes jumping from this bridge and wishing that you could grow wings, you know, yeah. and there's this kind of counterpoint. There's a voice that says, you know, we fall so he may rise, rejoice so he may be cleansed. And per- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so he may be cleansed and pray we never awake again. So just kind of uh, this sick twisting of religious language to talk about. Uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the falling being its own kind of ascension and the oblivion that waits at the end as kind of a false, you know, false yeah. paradise. Yeah. Ex oblivione. Uh, we get our credits. Uh, the, the voice from the beginning says that told you everything would be okay because it was trying to help you, but maybe you can break through like a whisper at the end of the world. It calls to you. And then you go into new game plus, but the plus is very cheekily across yes. new game cross. Everyone knows my opinions on playing a game twice. Uh, it's, I don't like it. I think it's a lame trick. Uh, it's not optional. Mm-hmm. A lot of this is crass repetition. Yeah. Um, that has been true in all of the games I've played that have this. Mm-hmm. Uh, my understanding is Nier Automata does it better, but not right away. Mm-hmm. Like playthrough two is still half the same. And then it eventually gets completely new. Yeah, don't know if that's. I haven't played it. It's my understanding it, it, through osmosis. You're, you're playing. You're playing as somebody different, so the combat is is uh, is is different. Um, yeah, yeah. But you're still going through all the same plot beats and areas for at least part of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not good enough. Like I, I don't, I don't want to repeat something mm-hmm. for no reason. I, I, yeah. I just never want to do it. Yeah. Uh, this game, like all games that do this, uh, does not justify it. It's a really short game, so it's not a big mm-hmm. deal. Right. It just, I got bored in the first half of playthrough two of this because I'd done it all before. 
Like, it's weirdly, it's weirdly a, just a different version at a different scale of the multi-phase boss problem. I beat this boss, and then <laughs> and then the meter fills back up again. Yeah. God damn it! It's really demoralizing. <laughs> and yeah. at this point, like as much as I do, I like this game. I think that again, it's like a B. Right. Mm-hmm. Overall, this is a good game. I think it's worth playing, especially if you like this kind of combat. Yeah, it's fun. I would have been okay being done with it. And partly because I had the suspicion that it wasn't going to have like a lot more tricks to show yeah. me. Uh, and that turned out to be correct. Like it gets harder, but the way it gets harder, there's a lot of HP sponge enemies in the back half of the second playthrough. Yeah. Uh, I would have been okay being done with it. Like put all this story stuff from playthrough two mm-hmm. into playthrough one. I don't think yeah. this game gains anything through the juxtaposition of looking back on the stuff through fresh eyes. Yeah. I would have rather just had told the story mm-hmm. uh, that it was telling. Agreed. So drove me nuts. Frustrating. Yeah. Uh, and it begins with a huge, long text adventure section. Right. Uh, which is fine, but just a huge, inelegant info dump. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the, 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 this playthrough is going to be bookended by actual, you know, detail and information about the characters. So it is welcome, but also, again, weird pacing in this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, begins with Sacrament 1. We've seen Sacrament 5. Uh, this is a text story about two girls at some kind of religious sanctum. Um, they're not allowed to dream. So the main one dreams enough for both of them. Uh, the mother superior who's there, who's accompanied by scary sound effects, uh, demands that the one called Anna call herself Maria. Change her yeah. name. Yeah. Uh, and punishes them. But, you know, this is happening for a few of them, but uh, punishes them for using their uh, their given name or the name they prefer. Right. Yes. Um, you know, so Anna um, and the other one, Naomi, they make attempts to escape, but they can't. It's mostly like testing the fences kind of stuff. And we get this roll call at school with some familiar names. We have Natalie. We have Christopher, Sarah, Kira, Jonathan, Lily, Anna. Um, yes. which is, which is weird. Oh no, it's, it's not, it's not weird. Uh, Natalie. Yeah. yeah there we go. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just there's Nat- Natalie and Naomi. Um, yes. Natalie is the name that, uh, she is being forced to take, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Uh, her, or her sanctum name is Davi, right? Okay. There we go. Yeah. Cause yeah. when she's talking, she hesitates and says her, her sanctum name and mother oh. superior looks at her and is like, you're going to get it. Yeah, you know, you're gonna get beat, and this is what causes the escape. It might like be that none of it might be that none of them are are, are named Naomi. I just got the end names mixed up. It might so, also be that they just introduced eight names in a row yeah. without tying them to a visual or a narrative thing, and expecting yes. you to remember from cutscenes that happen in the middle of fights in playthrough yeah. one. That could like, also be. Yeah. yeah, it's confusing. Like, yeah. uh, so because of this, because the 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 one person is going to get that savage or that does get savaged by mother superior. They decide to escape. Yes. You know, uh, they leave, but mother and her nightmares come after them. Uh, you know, Anna looks back into the woods, sees Naomi grow these radiant wings before the uh, nightmares kill her. Yeah. And Anna goes into this rage and kills the mother, kills mother Olivia, uh, and everyone who was with her before carrying Naomi's body to the ocean. Uh, this is going to be reinterpreted. Like the events of this are going to be presented in a different way, but what is being escaped from is going to change. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so your character, uh, then wakes up next to the river, like we did before, 
the with the tall figure there. Uh, they say uh, trauma has bloomed in the center of the world. You have been marked, um, and your corruption rolls back to zero from where it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, and again, very little, very little changes uh, in this playthrough. Like uh, yes. there's a new, there's a new ability that you get um, uh, called scorned virtue, which will uh, uh, reduce all of your stats but double your prayer points, which is an interesting way to add challenge. Um, in a uh, new game plus, which is okay, take away your numerical advantage, but have these like strange situational uh, abilities, uh, yeah. benefits are going to pop up. Yeah. Uh, and then the biggest change is we mentioned your corruption meter goes up quickly and you're scored on each encounter. So yeah. if you beat them very quickly, you get a lot of time taken off of your uh, corruption meter. There are a lot of points. Yeah. Um, we go through the game as we did before. When you get up to the Messiah, that, uh, that death that you're going to take, um, you get a message about how the revert skill is now available at bonfires, yeah. um, allowing you to reinvest your points. Yeah. Uh, or no, this is the one that lets you, uh, the restart. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's the same up until there's new content when you get to the trailer park. Remember that guy over on the coast who talked about, yep. you know, people leaving it behind because he ended up being something they didn't want. We're going to learn more about him or at least a story that is associated with him. Here is sacrament number four. You know, we get this red kind of cutaway computer display text about Operation Gamora. There was this huge explosion that wiped out an entire city except for this school building at the center that is uh, just uh, impossibly, uh, it has remained standing. Uh, and this operation is to go to the school and find out if it was related to terrorist or heretic activity. Yeah, Operation Gamora. Yeah. Uh, we play this like a turn-based JRPG, leading these uh, soldiers in who encounter the nightmares for the first time. Uh, one of them is attacked and starts bleeding, and they say, like, angels shouldn't bleed. Something is wrong. Um, yeah, something is wrong. Uh, our POV character gets to the roof and confronts a nightmare child who's there. Uh, shooting this doesn't work, uh, so he has to kill the child with its bare hands. With his bare hands. Yeah, but the child turns around and turns out to be him. It is him as a child, and he remembers letting down all of his friends as a child before the sequence ends. Uh, yes. And there is a, <laughs> I, I like, I feel very voyeuristic about this. Because yeah. there's like this sequence has a dedication. It says this story is dedicated to the Norton crew. They know who they are. I'm sorry I went so far away. I know I still love you all, even if I'm not very good at showing it, Colin. This is a message from the developer to his friend. To his antivirus um, program. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I fell in with a bad crowd, like John McAfee, yeah. bad yeah. guy. Shouldn't have gone to Belize with him. No. Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then that is please stick to the rivers and the mountains you're used to. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, I also, I, I felt, I didn't like how this felt like I, on the surface, I like it, right? Like it's a very personal message and it obviously uh -huh. means something. I just voyeuristic is the exact right word. Like I felt like I was reading someone's diary. Yeah. Like after that happened, I didn't like it. I didn't like the feeling it had. I, I, I also yeah. don't know what the, what the this little bit of play and story has to do with these people yeah fucking operation gamora yeah. to a school that survived a bomb that's filled with monsters and then you strangle your young self yeah like it I, I feels very juvenile to me and it again i mean no offense to the guy who made this like i there's something i'm not getting that is keeping me at arm's length 
Yeah. And like, this does resonate with me personally, because I totally know the feeling of drifting away from friends specifically because of depression or that withdrawal that kind of comes in. Like, yeah, I just, I didn't return calls at first because I was depressed, but then I felt really, really bad that it had been so long. But what on earth does that have to do with leading a paramilitary strike team into a bomb, like the single standing school and strangling your child self? You know, obviously like, you've never, you've never struggled with this scary. Yeah. I, I don't know. What it means to, <laughs> like, you know, I, I understand what you mean. Like you're trying yeah, to say I, that like the, the base idea of what it's trying to communicate is good. Yeah. yeah. My, my point is that's not enough. Right. Like just saying the thing that is supposed to be the relatable emotion uh-huh. is not the same thing as portraying an allegory or a story that expresses the relatable emotion. The two things are not this, related. Yeah. They're not related. And that's where this falls down. Yeah. Right. Like that is very relatable. Letting your friends down. Like I didn't know how to show it. You know, that happens all the time. That's Mm -hmm. something, even when I'm not in like the depths of depression that happens, I feel like an immense amount of guilt for friends who I don't spend enough, you know, time thinking about or reaching out to or whatever. Yeah. You know, I think like, oh, do they think I don't care about them? You know, Mm -hmm. I do care about them. It's just life is busy and big. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I get that feeling. It just it entirely fails on a metaphor level, yeah. You know, uh, to express that, yeah. uh, and maybe if I was part of the Norton crew, I would understand <laughs> what this school and these nightmares and strangling your younger self would would be. You know, I'm just I'm just not, and I didn't get not get enough of a, like a, a cipher. Yeah, I, like it's it's weird because the last bit rings true, but I'm still very alienated because again the things don't connect. Like you yeah. gave you gave me again this very uh, kind of kind of you know I'm just I feel I feel kind of oily voyeuristic. Like I got the sting of that without any catharsis related to that feeling putting putting the thing that came immediately before it into a context. Right. Just yeah, just saying a thing that I felt before is not enough to win my empathy. Yeah. You know, like saying a feeling that is human mm-hmm. is not artful, yeah. you know, like just naming it like you as an artist, like I think that the job is to process that stuff yeah, and articulate it in, in ways that are interesting and artful. Uh, and I, that's the thing. I don't think this game does very well. You can't just say out loud how he's feeling. That makes me angry. <laughs> I, you know, that's not what I'm saying. No, no, I, I, I know yeah. exactly what you're saying. No, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm making it, a, it's a Futurama joke. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a, it is just saying what he's feeling, but it's also all the stuff he says next to it. The yeah. lack of juxtaposition that is infuriating. Mm. Yeah. Um, they leave behind a videotape called the Dream. Uh, when we go and put that in a VCR, there are images of an eye, uh, and this opens up a shortcut back to the school. Right. So you don't have to do the uh, the stuff with the keypad. You just you just get in the back of it. I don't even think you have to do any fighting. You just climb up. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and at the end, uh, you get up to this fight with Christian at the top of there. At the end of the fight, you're given a choice to embrace him instead of uh, kill him. So, so when we say at the end, we don't mean at the school. Literally, there's nothing new until oh, yeah. you get to the end of the game. <laughs> yes. Uh, you continue through all of that stuff. So all the kid fights, all the boy fights, all the 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 subway and the trailer park and the everything until yeah. you get to that fight that's shown in fight with Christian. The only difference here is instead of finishing him off, you can embrace him. Right. Yeah. Um, and he says, you know, I, I'm, I'm scared. I don't want to feel or be like this anymore. Like this yeah. is not, this is not a way to be the way that he has been. So we embrace 
uh, Christian. And then uh, we wake up. We are in this messy bedroom. Uh, there's a you know TV and a game system on the floor. Um, and we step out into this field of clouds. And we are running north, uh, trying to uh, you know, run north. And then we ultimately find ourselves at the lakeside uh, where we started the game at the riverbank. Yeah. Um, the hooded woman who woke us up uh, before she's there, she says that you remind her of someone she once knew. Uh, that innocence, that's what led me here. That's what led me to create all this, this paradise doomed from the start. Uh, now we're alone. No son, no God, only an empty faith. Uh, and she shows you her real self. Do you see, Natalie, our hearts are one and the same. Yeah. And she says, Natalie, you are not meant for this world. You're impure from embracing this corruption. You, know, you have let Luca, you know, this new name that you have been going by into your hearts. You're now, you know, of this place and need to be flushed out of it. And we go into this very, very tough multi-phase boss fight against Maria. So remember the, the you know, this young love story, these two, you know, these, these two girls, uh, you know, trying to escape from this church, uh, Anna and, uh, Natalie. Uh, but uh, now I we think, have, I think, uh, Natalie is non-binary as well. Uh, okay. Using they. So I just, I just don't want to, I, I am unclear and multiple characters are referred to by multiple names and in multiple yes. contexts. We have not intended to misgender anyone during this. If we did by using she instead of they, yes. uh, I just don't have the fucking org chart. Yeah. Uh, th- this game makes it very hard to be a good ally <laughs> um, as, as hard as I'm trying. So uh, not necessarily two girls uh-huh. uh, in love. Uh, yes. I think, I think one is non-binary. Okay. Uh, and it's not, it, it, yeah, it, no, no specific gender is stated. Uh, and it, you know, you can, I, I named my character Cole. So yeah, yeah, you, you can kind of read into it, uh, play yeah. and do it how you would like to. Um, but, um, uh, yes, yeah, just, but just remember these two characters, you know, oppressed by the church, they want to get away. Uh, Natalie got out, uh, and Anna, you know, died. Anna, you know, Maria was the name of, uh, you know, Anna uh, at the church and she is here fighting under, under, you know, under that name, uh, you know, under yes. the assumed name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very tough. Big, big damage sponge. Uh, lots of AOEs, multiple phases. Someone's lots of ads. Like this is very difficult. Yeah. Um, you beat her, uh, second phase, uh, second phase there. She goes, Naomi, no, Natalie, no. And she enters her final form um, where uh, it's keeping you at distance. It really wants you to parry. You have to stun her to get in. Yeah. Uh, dodge forward to get close enough to her. Mm-hmm. It's a, a good mechanical like test of the mechanics. It's also mm-hmm. phase three of a three phase boss fight, which I'm never that crazy about. Yeah. Um, where when you die, your corruption can go up. And if it gets to 100, you have to restart. Yeah. Uh, I thought that the Messiah was a much better test. I think so, too. This is yeah. where I put on some cheats. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the risk of my corruption getting to hundred and having to speed run this again was too much for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did not, I did not add no more appetite. I was full. Yeah. So this ends with, uh, with Luca telling Anna saying, I love you, but I can't stay. Uh, this is the first time we're getting anything from our character. Uh, yes. uh they, they say, oh, I can see the edges of this place and I'm afraid that it will swallow me whole. Um, and we get sacrament seven where Naomi leaves, uh, you know, in the middle of the night, 
while Anna is dreaming uh, and goes to the beach to rip out their feathers. And every time they rip out a feather, it's this agonizing process that makes their mind scream out, no, hey, something's wrong. But uh, she, but they're remembering um, uh, things about, uh, about Anna that they want to forget, yes. um, you know, and uh, pulling them out one by one until there is nothing left. Severing that connection between yeah. these two lovers. Uh, then Naomi uh, steps out into the water and starts reading the stories of their life together. You know, uh, it says when it became harder and harder to fit you into this dream, you, uh, that you had of you and I, uh, it wasn't a dream of your, of our own. It was only yours. Yeah. You know, uh, relatable breakup stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, there's not a parody in the understanding. Yeah. With I mean, between the two. Yeah. It was trapped. You know, it was a, almost a replication of the structure, you know, yes. just, uh, there was there, the, I was being erased. Uh, you know, in a or or, or effaced in a way uh, yeah. that uh, was not, you know, commensurate with my needs to actually grow and become my own person. You know, yeah. So you know, they know the Anna's was running out after after them. You know, uh, as they walk along the water, um, and you know, the text says, "But I came to the edge, the end of your world, and I took my last step." So this is recontextualizing the fall. This is stepping out of the you know hell that <laughs> stepping out of the hell that maria slash anna had made had made for luca or the Naomi, bad relationship Natalie, the bad relationship you know yeah. taking this step um and choosing the oblivion of the unknown outside of this relationship that used to be their you know their sanctum um yeah. you know but had become you know a, a, a prison of its own right yes um yeah uh, i it's it's a weird like that's as an interpretation I got from this as well, I mm-hmm. don't think of stepping out of a relationship as oblivion, mm-hmm. you know, like and, and, I, I'm not saying that to you, the- I'm saying that to like, to the game, yeah. right? Like the word, the word it uses for this metaphor is oblivion a lot of the time. Yeah. And that's not, it's not the word or the sentiment I would use. Yeah. It's the, it's, it's the unknown. It's the edge of the map. Yeah. 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 But there's tons of stuff there. Mm-hmm. It's not an oblivion at all. Like, and it's, it's very different than desiring oblivion. Because you don't want to feel, you know, uh, getting out of this relationship is not a way to not feel mm-hmm. the stuff. You're going to feel a lot of shit, you know, it's, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it doesn't totally hold for me. Um, you know, so we, we are, we're back in the boss arena. Uh, Maria has remembered that she, uh, that they're Anna. Uh, they apologize uh, for all that they've done. Beg forgiveness. Yeah. Uh, and this is as Christian helps, uh, helps you limp away and talks about how he finally understands that we won't always be alone. We don't always have to be what they want us to be. Someday it will all get better. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Christian and Luca get to the edge um, and everything falls apart. Christian says, hey, I love you. And then uh, hopes that, you know, we meet again on the outside of this. Yeah. Uh, and then you get credits and after the credits, there's a message directly from the developer, uh, saying that they're proud of you for finishing the game and that you hope that you can meet the challenges in your own world. And it's okay to be alone sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I just, I don't like the, the way that that made me feel that he did that. The developer did that was not, I don't think the attended feeling no. like that is a sentiment I agree with. I just could not connect any of these feelings I was having during the game to anything. 
Yeah. It it didn't even feel it felt like a uh, a Lego kit with missing parts. Yeah. To me and not even missing parts like make your own thing that's fun. It's like make your own little monster that might could conceivably be something <laughs> if you squint. <laughs> It's you know? it, it, it's a Lego kit with missing parts uh, that ends up uh, feeling a little bit more like an Ikea. Yes. <laughs> I, Ikea thing with missing parts. Like, well, shit. A lot of missing parts, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it's like, I agree with the sentiment. I don't want anyone to think that I'm like clowning on or shitting on the idea that it's good to meet challenges in your world or that it's okay to be alone sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like those, that feels obvious to me, like uncontroversial. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, unsettled to a degree that like, of course, I don't disagree with that. That's yeah. a good message. I just I I really have a lot of problems with how this developer tried to tell that message. Yeah, uh, I just don't think it worked no. uh, as, a, as a storytelling exercise. I don't think this game works. And I, you know, and I don't know the, the, the sudden swerve because this information is presented so late into this being about a dysfunctional relationship. Yes. Um, when very little was, you know, kind of laid, laid out before. And to me, you know, trying to draw an equivalence or at least uh, point out likenesses. Yeah. To, you know, to, to, to parallel what it seemed like it was about with, with this other thing. Like, I, I really don't know, given the fact that this whole thing was a construct, you know, is, is, is this a process of Maria slash Anna? letting Luca go is, you know, Luca actually involved in this. If so, are they, you know, how does Christian's role, you know, fit into that? Because it should be Anna and Christian who are, you know, at odds with each other, uh, kind of going up against like everything that Christian's character was about is kind of taken away and leads to him feeling very, like a very, uh, I don't know, uh, just, uh, scattered, a uh, very, very scattered character. Yeah. And it, a very important as like one, the, like one of the three main three named character who show, characters who shows up most consistently. Right. Yeah. Like obviously a load bearing character to the plot. I, yeah. I think that the, the, the problem with interpreting that that you're running into is like saying it's swerving into being about this as if it has an answer. Yeah. And I don't think it does. I think this is, a work that wants to plausibly be about that, but plausibly be about a lot of things. Yeah. And, and get by on a general quantity, not quality of themes. Yeah. You know, like there's a lot of things this is, can be about. And mm-hmm. I know that jazzes some folk. Uh, mm-hmm. And I also recognize that those folk may not be jazzed by this because there, you can, that's it. There are degrees of that. There are, there are ways to do that. Well, you know, like this is a complicated work that engages with a lot of different themes. Um, I just don't think this one successfully does it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a, it's not a good example of something that is successfully grappling with many themes. Right. Uh, and in just on a personal level, entirely failed to touch my heart, uh, which to have this sincere message at the end from the developer, I need to kind of be in an emotional space with yeah. it. But like, the challenge of the combat with the challenge of overcoming these issues did not connect. There was a, again, a real lack of specificity of detail, like mm-hmm. other than a huge dump at the end, when you're talking about these things that, you know, the relationship, like the things that they loved about each other, which as you know, there wasn't scaffolding for some of those are good details, mm-hmm. you know, it just wasn't enough and it wasn't unified at all. Like yeah. it's pretty rare that I've played a game where I've liked the mechanics as much as I've disliked the story presentation as this. 
Yeah. Uh, it's a real big gulf for me. Yeah. Um, huh. Yeah. Luca, uh, I'm really glad we did it here instead of bonfire side chat. Yes. Uh, it would have been a real similar episode, but it would have been very difficult to try to explain who all of these bosses are and what they <laughs> represent. Uh, and this is not a very documented game. Um, no. If you try to look up like fan theories on that stuff, there's some, but I haven't read anything that's very compelling yeah. uh, in terms of unraveling this. And again, most of the reviews talk about how fun it is to play. Uh, right. There is kind of a whole mystery nobody wants to solve, it feels like. Yeah. As well. So, yeah. Yeah. Sorry to end on such a bummer note. Uh, this It's a weird thing because when I was playing this game, there were parts of it that were like pretty fun. And mm-hmm. then when I walked away from it, I did not feel good. Yeah. Uh, you know, didn't have a good feeling about it. It's um, it's a weird one. And yeah. it runs into that thing where like, I don't know, because, because the combat is sufficient, we don't talk about it on here very much. Uh, you know, we can say like, oh, yes, this boss felt like a good test or it didn't. That yeah. is there. But, we're, you know, this game is also concerned with telling a story. And uh, that is the thing that we're you know, you know, gonna spend more time talking about. So it's one of those things where like, like, yeah, this is the, the, the this is a B and we sound way more negative about it than, yeah. than, than we actually, than we actually are. Um, you know, I, which is, I will that's also just throw us. out for me that the combat does lose its gas. Oh, yeah. Like it's not, it does sell past the close and it's a short game. Mm-hmm. Like if I were to have this be like combat without scenario design or without encounter design can only go so far for me. Yeah. Uh, all of the encounter design in this is done with mix-ups. Uh, but again, they, the enemies are very polite. If you walk off the screen, they won't tend to follow you. You know, one of them will follow you. The rest of them don't. So you're not getting like encounters. You're not getting like the environment plays into this fight in this interesting way. Yeah. They're just arena fights doing overhead character action stuff. Um, and even, even in like, more traditional character action games. That's a issue for me. Like mm-hmm. the endless bland hallways of Bayonetta were an issue for me. Yeah. You know, like the, the fact that those environments didn't matter. Like I just need a more holistic game than punch out, you know, overhead punch out with poetry in between the parts. Yeah. You know? So yeah, bad taste in my mouth. Like, even could though do- it was kind of fun. Like, like you know like with everything i know i harp on this but could do with more uh consonants more integration between a uh, mechanic yeah. and play uh for, a, for for a creation that seems very interested in both you would think that those two would have met yeah yeah, yeah. uh and knowing the origin of it like that it came from this game jam like and the action came first yeah. you know and then the story like it makes a lot of sense uh, it's also, I will say that it's not done any phaser favors by it's not done any phasers. It's not mm-hmm. done any uh, phasers, flange, reverb uh, <laughs> by the games on either side of it. Right. So like we said Hades, which I think is a better action game, mm-hmm. like more fun, more variety. Uh, and then the next thing we're doing is Citizen Sleeper, which is a game that is 100% relevant detail. Like yeah. it's very easy to connect with that game with your heart because it's all very human stories. Mm-hmm. um yeah it's like the opposite of how this game tells its story yeah um yeah so if you have anything to say about luca we want to hear from you especially if the the stories have resonated with you you know mm-hmm. like definitely want to hear from you um but also if you have anything to say about citizen sleeper or subnautica please send us a message by at duckfeed.tv slash contact by the 15th Yes. Um, and if you have thoughts about March's games, which are going to be Cuphead, 
the coin game Mark of the Ninja or Crisis, uh, please write in by the 15th of March. Again, using duckv.tv slash contact. Uh, if you have thoughts about multiple games, please write multiple responses. That just That's just how the episodes need to come together. Um, yeah. uh, uh, both Subnautica and Crisis are going to be premium episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. So everybody is going to get the generalities and, and the mechanics on those, but kind of the uh, full uh, kind of uh, recap of what goes on the back part of the episode. Uh, that's going to be for our patrons. People have gone to patreon.com slash TV. Yeah, we really appreciate that. Uh, you can also rate and review, uh, subscribe on your podcast directory of choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, last not about, but not least, if you are a non straight white cis person uh, and you have a project you'd like to draw some attention to, please send me an email at gary at duckfeed.tv. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the Hazardous Opinions uh, podcast. Uh, this is found at uh, Zencaster. So that's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R.com forward slash hazardous uh, dash opinions. Uh, mm-hmm. It is a movie and games uh, review podcast. Uh, you can also find them on Instagram at hazardous opinions pod. I uh, mm-hmm. have not gotten a chance to look look at it uh, yet, but it looks cool. Yeah. Um, they've done some cool stuff. Some things I'm curious about, like yeah. the uh, Metro remake, which I do not know very much about. I feel like that kind of came and went mm-hmm. without people talking about it. Yeah. They the, talked about uh, at least one thing that we talked about before. They have an episode, episode on Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice mm-hmm. uh, and uh, some big movies. They've got uh, you know Dr. Strangelove. They've done an episode about uh, they've got Goodwill Hunting. Uh, and some newer things like the gray man. Yeah. I've heard good things about the gray man. Mm-hmm. Haven't, uh, haven't not watched that, but yeah, uh, check out that podcast. Uh, if you'd like to support them, that's at zencastercom slash hazardous dash opinions. Yeah. Trying to think of other stuff, but no, thank you for your support yeah. and thank you for listening. We just appreciate you. Uh, what should they watch out for until next time? Cole. Oh, anything I could joke about would feel bad at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I guess watch out for cardinal fights. <laughs>